Let's get it. We're hot. All right. What's good, everybody? What's up, chat? Thanks for those of you that are early. Um, we have a big day today. We're going to get into some NFL. I mean, the NFL season, regular season is over. We're through the midway point of the NBA season, so things are starting to heat up. Um, and we have a special guest for you uh, that will be on today as well. So we got a lot of good stuff. Food and chill. How you feeling? Hey, you good? Man. Yeah, man. Running good. Playoff start this weekend. So 49ers, okay. are we ready to rock and roll? It's hard to beat a Saturday. team three times. Let me tell you, yo. It is hard to beat a team three times, but we ready. We ready to do it, H-Boogie. Are you nervous? Do, do you have a... No. No? Mm -mm. no? no. The reason why I'm not nervous is because Russell Wilson ain't over there. If Russell Wilson was over yeah. there, I'd be terrified right now. Yeah. But the fact that he's not over there... Would you, you, wouldn't be you wouldn't be terrified of this Russell Wilson. If Russell but Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks, the Russell Wilson you faced in the past, in the, yeah. in the C if Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks jersey, I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah, we know mm -hmm. our history with that, so we don't want to mess with right. that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. For I, for me, I'm cool with it. I mean, it'll be good. I'm not underrated. I, I I have respect for Gino and that team. Like those guys, like the guys that they do have. Whew, they, it'll be a game. I think it'll be a good game, but. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, what's up, chat? What's up, chat? What's up, Leaf? Um, all right. We're going to jump into some NFL just right off the bat. Uh, I think Fluence prepared a little QB carousel. Obviously, you know, we got the playoffs still, but in the offseason, I think we're going to see several changes, especially in the quarterback uh, area. So, yeah, let's see what we what we could maybe look at, what quarterbacks could be, you know, shifting, shifting uh, places and, and see where they might go. Tom, you got a merry-go-round of QBs? <laughs> uh oh, you got a uh, merry-go-round. Starting of QBs. off with Tom. On the wheel, we hitting, hitting Tom, terrific. Tom, terrific. Tom, mm terrific. -hmm. Look at that. I'll man. let you go. I'll let you go first. You can go first. All it, right, it, go ahead, chill. It, here's the thing, Tom. One of the things I found now, it's kind of like like Rondo playoff Rondo. Like I didn't realize that playoff Rondo was an actual thing until <laughs> later on. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Tom terrific is a real dude. That's a, that's a for real mm -hmm. dude. I, I didn't realize until later on in his career that playoff Tom or AKA Tommy terrific is a real dude. Now the question is, is what is a better situation for him? What we have to remember tone is he's 46 years old on opening night next season, right? 46. <laughs> he's going the other way. You see what he's done this season. So with, with what he what he's done this season, it's obvious that it's going to go the other way again next season because he's going this way. So where what team is the team where he can do the least? Now you can get retirement just for the record. You could you can pick. It's open. It's, you could do what you can pick whatever you want. Well, let, let's get to the bottom of that right now, Tony. He got divorced, so I'm not going home. Okay. That's the reason why I'm not going home because I got divorced. So I'm obviously. What if, gonna... what if he gets a call this <laughs> offseason? From Giselle. And she says, Hey, um, I was wrong. My yoga instructor will never be you. Um, <laughs> if you leave right now, we can like, we can sashay Shantae <laughs> into the sunset together. Uh, nope. Once the jig is up, not doing that. No, he's not doing that. What's the what, what's the best situation for Tom where he can do the least and capitalize to mo capitalize the most? Well, it's obvious that Tampa is not that because they're going the other way. As good as Mike is, right? As 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 good as as good as that team is defensively, they're going the other way. 
So what's going on in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders? Because that team looks like they are prime to do something special. They're just missing a quarterback. Is Tom enough for them? Maybe. Maybe. Ah, uh, see, I thought you were going to be way more like, because I'll tell you right now, he's going to the Raiders. It's the absolute perfect situation for him. One, it's warm. Two. Nice in Vegas. Two, um, like fairly new stadium. Uh, he, you know, it's familiar. So let me, let me let me give you the key. Let me Let me ask you questions, right? When has he had his most success? Throwing to what position? The most success he's had throwing to the tight end. Tight end. Yes. Do sir. they not have an all-time great top three, four tight end in the NFL when healthy in Darren Waller? Waller is one of the one, Waller is one of the better ends in the game. Yes, he is. No doubt. When about he that. had a top three vertical threat wide receiver in Randy Moss, mm-hmm. how they do? Other than losing in the Super Bowl, how they do? He threw fifty touchdowns that year. He threw fifty. So they they do have Devonte Adams in in Vegas still, yes, correct? Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they you do. then add. How does he do if he has any sort of running game? And the last time he had a real running game was well, maybe when he won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with yes. uh, Leonard Fournette. But before that, mm-hmm. I think it was like Garrett Blunt. Anytime he has any sort of running game where he can set up that great play action, he does mm-hmm. really well, right? Correct. He's got a pretty good running back in in Josh Jacobs. I think that's an understatement. He just made does, first team All Pro. I think that's an understatement. Do, how does he do when he has a top line slot receiver? Oh, he does pretty good. Wes Welker, yeah. Julian Edelman. Yeah. Can he turn Hunter Renfrew into one of those guys? He's done it in the past. Lastly, I got one more for you. I'm, I'm listening, Tom. I'm listening. And he has worked in combination with someone who's not a good head coach, but as an OC, Josh McDaniels. He's had some success. It He can walk right in. They know the terminology. He probably knows the playbook. And he's got talent everywhere. It's, so it's, it's a match made so in heaven. So it sounded to me, Tom, like this is basically Tampa 2020 100 percent. He might even bring he might even bring Gronk in because Gronk will never say no to to Vegas and to be the second tight end next to Waller just in case he gets hurt. It's perfect. You're saying Gronk is coming back? Ah, to Vegas to win it again. You might you (laughs) might be able to suck Gronk back in. He's not able to get him back in. Okay, okay. Wait a second. I'm, I'm. We're gonna keep a record of this. So, do you both have Tom going to Las Vegas next season? I just think it's the best. The only, the only, the only, 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 the only way he doesn't go to Vegas in my eyes is if Miami throws a bag of cash at him because. In their opinion, well, we've already been fined for tampering, so we might as well go all in and just get this dude. That's the only situation where I see him not going to the Raiders in this offseason. Miami. Or okay. if he quit, or if he quits. Yeah. Or if he retires. But again, yeah. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's an option. I don't, I don't think, think he's he I don't. I think he comes um, back. Haley, can you you want to spin the wheel? Yes, who we, got? Go, who we go. got? Who we got? Who we got? Whoa, that was a big, big spin. Bam! Ooh, oh, Derek, Derek. Speaking of the Raiders, I guess that's why there's an opening. <laughs> All right, you, you start fluent. Who, where, um, you, where do you see him going? Uh, is the XFL hiring? Um, I could see him going one of two places. There's a team in Indianapolis that just really likes to grab 
kind of washed up quarterbacks. <laughs> so the I think the Colts, he could go to the Colts, and I think that would be an upgrade over the Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett debacle of the last three years. Mm-hmm. He would be more stable than those guys. He could go to New Orleans. That's my dark horse is New Orleans. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. Okay. Well, let's take the Colts off the table, Tom, because we already did the washed up middle of the road quarterback. We did that with Matt Ryan. We did that with Carson Wentz. We're already over that. And Phillip Rivers. We already did that. So we out with that dude, right? So Are we, you yeah, sure? Yeah. I, we, Are we're, we're already at, we they're have to. Okay. We, 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 we've already screwed this up. Not once, not twice. Right. Three times we screwed it up, right? So I think that that's over. Now, Another team that I think is out, even though it sounds like a good idea, because I'm not sure, Tone, that he's over. I'm not. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that Derek Carr is over. But as enticing as he sounds to come to the 49ers, I think we straight with our quarterback situation. I, th- I, I think we. I, I think we're good. So what? Yeah, I, 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 I think we're good. Tone. Oh, Floyd, you just wait. Just wait. I, 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 just wait. Tone, I, Hang I, in there. I, I know. Hang you, in I know there. You, you don't think so, Tone. Hey, Tone. I don't, I don't, I don't think the you're rest, good you and the rest all. of the world. Tone Purdy is okay. t- Purdy got the ball looking out looking like yo I should have been the dude with the with the ball from the beginning. So when I'm the Purdy, one that y'all should have been when, when Purdy when Purdy goes twelve of thirty with zero touchdown and three picks in his first playoff game because most first time playoff uh, QBs stink. You're gonna mm-hmm. still say that? No, you're gonna say oh or or, 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 or when he goes eighteen for thirty one <laughs> for two hundred and thirty yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Then it's something completely different. Okay. When it happens, we'll talk about it. We'll if it happens, it. we'll right, talk about it. it. All right, Absolutely. so where's Derek Carr but going? Where, where is Derek Carr going? I love Derek Carr with the Jets. And the reason why I love Derek Carr with the Jets, simply because. Because they stink he, and he stinks? Like well, he's, he's, he's still, he could be a bridge for Sorry, Zach Wilson. He could, be a, he could be a bridge. for. I don't think Zach Wilson is over. This, th- we can still oh, salvage don't? it. We can still salvage this, Tone. We okay. can. This, I don't think this is something that's completely unsalvageable. We can, we can salvage this if you bring in the right guy. And if you bring in Derek Carr and let Zach Wilson sit behind him like he should have been sitting behind Flacco and he can learn, I think we can salvage this. But if you throw him back out there, forget it. You're going to screw him up. All right. All right. Um, you want to spin that wheel, Haley? It's your turn. Let's go. H Boogie. <laughs> oh. Ah, my guy. My guy. Aaron Rodgers. Can I just say? Can I just say anywhere outside of the <laughs> NFC North, so he can sell his yeah. stake, he can sell his stake in the Bears. Ooh. You know who yeah. Aaron Rodgers? You know who Aaron Rodgers is, Tom? Aaron Rodgers is the chick that's constantly threatening to divorce you. She ain't going nowhere. She's not. She's not leaving you. She's not going anywhere. And Aaron Rodgers, they just signed him to an extension. I think they're going to do something in the offseason and get him a better receiving core. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't. All right. Uh, so I will tell you after Birdie go Birdie Purdy whatever the heck his name is goes you know one touchdown two interceptions and costs the the Forty Niners a chance at a Super Bowl. Um, I think in the uh, I wish I had the song and I don't have the song from Kanye. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> tell the world Aaron Rodgers is coming home. He will end his career as a San Francisco where he should have been all along. Forty Nine er. Mm. We're good. We're good on that. I think we're straight, Tone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm straight on, on Aaron Rodgers coming to the Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say you mean you're good with him coming to the Bay, or there's no, no, no we're good on him coming. I think, we're, I think we're, I'm we're good. For oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I think I'm straight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, not that he's washed because he's not washed, Tone. I don't think he's over. 
No, no, I, I don't, just, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's over. But I don't think he's washed. Listen, mm-hmm. the only team that's stopping Aaron Rodgers from getting to the Super Bowl is the 49ers. So BKD, bro, go join him. Yeah, beat him. Go join him. That's what you know, I saw. After the little, after the little run that they kind of built the last over the last few games, not not necessarily a winning streak, but they're obviously building a little bit more rapport, especially with the younger guys. Mm-hmm. That was a struggle early on, and his patience was definitely wearing thin. But I I think that he's gonna stay. Like I, I think he's gonna try to continue it one more year, one more no, season. He's done. He's done. You you saw the end of that game. He's Do you think out. he's retiring he's, or leaving? He's out of Green Bay. That was the last if game. If not the Niners, who will have been ever play? Is if not the Niners, yeah, um, no Las Vegas for for Rogers. That could be an yeah. That could be a, if if Brady retires, that would be my second option for for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go back with Tay. Absolutely. Reunite. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. One more time. Do we got one more? We got two more. Yeah. Oh, we're rolling. Go, yeah, we go. we're rolling pretty good. Lamar. Lamar. Uh, Lamar, who yeah. I believe is healthy enough to play but is smart enough to say, uh-uh, I'm not putting my life on the line for the Ravens. You don't appreciate me? I'm out. I think this knee injury is worse than what they're telling us. Oh, so you think he's not healthy? Yeah, I, I think this thing is way worse. And this is the second year in a row, by the way, that we got a we got a season-ending injury. I think this injury is, is way worse. I think that as young as he is, I think these injuries are starting to catch up a little bit more than people are giving him credit for. But – Another place that I think would be good for for Lamar, I like him with the Jets too. Oh, the Jets! Oh, the Jets like just sign everybody. Yeah, I, I like I, 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 I like <laughs> him with the Jets. Too. Yeah, I, I like him with the Jets too. I, I, I love Lamar with the Jets. Now, I will tell you this: what they're going to end up doing, Tone, which you hate it, they're going to franchise him. They're not paying him. Oh. Yeah, they're going to franchise him. Well, franchise is still that's that he'd be top. Top three in at his position. So I, I, I think he's money. I, I think he's probably gonna be on the books for like 40 something, 42, 43 million. And then the next year after that, I think it's like 54 million, something like that. So yeah. Is is Lamar Jackson? Is Lamar Jackson, before I answer and tell you where he's actually gonna go, mm-hmm. is Lamar Jackson the end of the run first quarterback? Because they tried it, and there has never been a run first quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. And what have we seen? Flashes and then injuries, and they're done. Every single one, no Super Bowl wins, injury, career cut short. I don't know if he's the end tone more than it's it's difficult for him to just completely change his game. And other yeah. other <laughs> athletic other athletic quarterbacks coming into the game to change their game. There has to be a balance with these guys. Now the run first quarterback like Lamar Jackson, like Cam Newton, is he over? I just think that it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be less. Oh, of I'm not that. I don't him. think Are I don't think it's, all no, over. no, I don't think that they're over tone. I just think it's gonna be less of it. I don't think that it's gonna be completely over. I just think it's gonna be less of it. I don't. New new edition, my favorite group for those that don't know, uh, had a song and they asked the question, and I'm not gonna sing it because I can't sing, but it's is this the end? Yes, it is. It's over. Mm. GMs are getting smart. You can't win a Super Bowl. You want to sell tickets? You want some excitement? Cool. Bring in a run first quarterback. You don't win Super Bowls. No one's done it ever in the history of the NFL. So why do it? You want if that's the goal is to win a Super Bowl, then then that's not the way to do it. That's why they're not paying him, Tone, for that reason right there, what you just said. That's why they're not going to pay him long term. 
for that reason, what you just said. There, there you go. Um, I guess for me, like Lamar obviously is injury prone, but just like we see in a lot of younger quarterbacks, of course they they run early and in scramble, but maybe as he gets older and maybe if he can hold it together health wise, he can kind of clean that up and and you know keep using his arm. Now you hit the nail on the head, Haley. If he transitions, because he is yeah. one of the when I say run first, not run first, but it's like one read run quarterbacks yeah. that has the arm talent to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. transition so maybe so maybe you, you that might be you might be right there all right last one we're going from the old well we went from the old to the young to i think haley's favorite qb last one that's not my favorite that's jimmy, jimmy g uh yes for jimmy i was trying <laughs> listen i just want you to know for those, for those in the comments section that are going to say something, I looked for the ugliest picture of Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is what I got. <laughs> Jimmy G is a good-looking dude. That's a handsome dude right there. Jimmy yeah, G is a good-look. Yeah. Yes, he, he's, he's, a, he, he's a good-looking dude. If he called me on a Friday night, like, yo, let's go hang on. I'm going to hang on. <laughs> <out. laughs> yeah, he's yes. buying, though. He's buying. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy yeah, G called me be. on a Friday night, like, yo, no. let's go hang out. I'm, 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 getting, I'm putting on my freshest gear, and I'm going to hang out with that dude. Yes. Um, I was actually, gonna... Yes, go ahead. Oh, go fluent. No, you go. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Chill, you started us off. What do you think? Well, again, we're talking about a guy. I think he's in the same space like Tom Brady in the aspect that his injuries put him in a space where he's got to be on a crew where he's not carrying him. Not only is he not carrying him, he's got to do the least and get the most. So if he can, be, if he could get on a crew like the Raiders, right? If he could get on a crew like um, – the Jets, that would help him out because he doesn't have to do that much. And we know who Jimmy G is in terms of him being injury prone. So we don't have to put him in situations where he could possibly get hurt because he can hand the ball off a lot, right? We could put him in, we, we could put him in in dink and dunk packages. That way we can preserve him as opposed to if he's in Indianapolis where he's got to throw the ball 40 times a game, right? If he's even 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 in even in Indianapolis where they got a, a a really good running back, he still would have to throw the ball a lot. So I like him in Tennessee too, Tone. Mm. So you, you think Tennessee's moving on from? I, yeah, I do. I like him in Tennessee too. Yes, I do. Because he wouldn't have to throw the and, and not would he not not would he not have to throw the ball that much? He would be in an offense that's run heavy, and that I think is conducive to his skill set. Of all the players that use, of all the quarterbacks, you want them all signing with the Jets. I think he's the one that actually ends up as a Jet because he is, he is exactly what you want in a bridge quarterback. He is open to mentoring younger quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a lot of years left. Let's be honest. No, he, he is safe. Right, that's that's the whole thing about Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not going to blow you away. He's not going to win games. He's not going to throw five touchdowns. He's going to be safe. He's going to manage the game. He he actually, when I think about it, he is the the how Alex Smith was to Patrick Mahomes, that perfect kind of okay mentor quarterback. Right. That's what he is. So I think if if they are still with thinking about Zach Wilson or any team that has a young quarterback who's just not ready to come in today. That's why I think the 49ers messed up. Is you had Trey Lance, right? And just say, hey, Jimmy G's our starter. I'm gonna bash my head into this computer. Right, Jimmy G's already know where you're about to go. Three years while Trey Lance develops. That's what they went too early. So another team now that has that young 
or they're going to draft like maybe whoever the Bears trade the first pick to who picks up Bryce Young, that's who should sign Jimmy Garoppolo and let him mentor Bryce Young for a year or two and bring him uh, if he's not ready to go today, right? Bryce we'll Young know. should mentor Jimmy. <laughs> well, kidding me? I think people are I think people are too hard on Jimmy because I don't know. I, I see there's potential. Is he gonna win you a championship? He'll come close, but he needs that d- defense backing him up. He needs that run game to be yeah. extremely strong. Like you're right, he's not gonna throw his way pass his way to a, a Super Bowl, no doubt about no. it. But I like that. He, he maybe mentoring a younger quarterback. Uh uh, I like the Jets fit a lot. All right. So, since you since since we since we on the subject tone of, of of the number one pick, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So how about if I pick the telephone up and I call you and I go, hey tone, that uh that number one pick that you got, instead of trading it, how about you hold on to it and how about you hand over Justin Fields? And I'll give you my number four. Let's say I got the number four pick in the draft. And I got the number four pick in the draft, and I got a three that I can give you. How about you hand over Justin Fields? Because Bryce Young is your guy. Okay. Are so you I, interested? I, I, 100% I'm taking that call, and here's why. And I've said this. If I'm the Bears today, knowing that I need help on the D-line, on the O-line, at wide receiver, I'm pretty much everywhere, right? I love Justin Fields, but I'm not sold that Justin Fields is the next Patrick Mahomes, right? right. So I'm, I'm listening, and here's what I say. Mm-hmm. What would you give me for the first overall pick? What would you give me for Justin Fields? And whichever has the better package... I'm taking it. I'm taking it because I'm comfortable with Justin Fields. I also be okay. No one would ever say I did the wrong thing mm-hmm. if I traded Justin Fields for a player or two and five <clears throat> draft picks right. and pick Bryce Young. No one will ever question me. They'll say, hey, at the time, that made sense. He could be a bust. He could be great. We don't know. But I'm making that deal. Absolutely. But if I know that it's the first, like I, there's a rumor mm-hmm. a friend of mine in Chicago says, I don't necessarily believe it, but that Arizona has offered, I believe, their number six pick and their third round pick and next year's number two and DeAndre Hopkins for the number one. I'm taking that deal. Yeah. I'm taking that deal. I'll move, I'll move down. I'll move down to six if I get three picks and a an all-pro wide receiver to help out my young QB. Right. Taking that all day long. So absolutely, everything's on the t- I'm taking your call. Oh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> that's good stuff. I like it. Uh, real quick before we move on, uh, OG, somebody asked, or Travis Williams asked, what, "What do we do with Trey Lance? Any thoughts on him?" What do we do with Trey Lance? Tone already brought it up, and um, it's making me nuts. Right? <laughs> Tone already brought it up. The plan was working. If we start Jimmy G, right? We start Jimmy. Trey plays behind him. And Trey gets the reps that he needs because Jimmy was going to get hurt, as we all knew, yeah. only except we throw Trey Lance out there. He's not ready. He gets hurt in week two, done for the season. Now Purdy is out there looking like you guys should have gave me the ball right from the beginning. So now we have ourselves a situation. It's one, of, in the words of my man Marlo Stanfield from the, from the Wire, this is one of them good problems, hmm. right? Sure. Yeah. This, I, have, this, I have one of those bad problems. Can I ask you guys? <laughs> I just got a text message from my from Mrs. Fluent. Mrs. Fluent, hello, dear. Are we in trouble? And and she asked me that. Well, we're not. I'm. I might be. Uh And she asks this: Why is our eight year old daughter belting out hot stuff by Donna Summer? (laughs) I thought I heard something in the background. Did you? (laughs) 
If anyone can answer me that, I'm watching. I was turning the TV now because I thought it was something going on with the TV when I heard that. I was like, wait a minute. It, am, am I here? Am, am I going? Oh, let me tap my mic. I can, I can deal with a lot of songs. That's a good song. Real quick, let's jump into um let's jump into those picks real quick and mm-hmm. then we'll we'll introduce our guest. Um yeah. and, wild and, then, card and with our guests, let's be clear, that's the topic of the night. That's the oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we're gonna get into some basketball good. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. some great topics. Um, okay, so Saturday, wild card round, we'll start out with Seahawks, Niners, Fluent, you start us off. What's, what, what's the what's the what's the game again? What's the game again? Seahawks, Niners. Don't let us down here. Seahawks and Niners. Oh, yeah. you know, I sat here. I sat here on uh, Players Choice Gridiron last night and listened to a bunch of people try to tell me that the Seahawks are going to win this game. And I said, "Give me one scenario where they win it. Convince me." I go, "I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the edge." I said, "Oh, you could, you could push me." And I said, because I think 49ers by 49. So I said, so give me, so give me none of them. They all just kind of went, well, because, you know, it's any given Sunday. That's not a reason. That's before. So I am all, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, any given Sunday. I'm in. I'm in. 49ers. I'm in. 49ers. I'm in. 49ers. Defense, de- defense has got healthy. So I think we roll in. What, 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 blah, blah, blah. what wins in the playoffs? Defense, running game. But it is that quarterback question mark. Like, I, I'm convinced. I have a little trust, a little faith. But um, also, two nights ago, I had a night. Like, I actually had a nightmare about the Seahawks winning. So, hey, hey, ever don't since, start I, it. I'm don't just start saying, it, H. Okay, that's I don't want to hear that. Listen, Haley, 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 as you know, as you know, as you know, I minored in psychology. I minored, yes. And what we know from when we did our dream uh, yeah. uh, piece <laughs> is that if you dream about, like, your teeth falling out, that's a good thing. If you de- oh. if you dream about you dying, it actually means you're going to have a long life. So you dreamt that the Seahawks are going to win. Hey, perfect. That's exactly what you want. <laughs> okay, I feel better. Thank you. We All right. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, moving on. Let's see if we're a little bit more split here. We got Chargers and Jags at 5.15 on Saturday. Uh, Jay, you start us off. Who you got? I'm a, I'm a, as you guys know, I'm a Justin Field. Not Justin Fields. I'm, I'm a Justin Herbert stan, and yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> But I would not be surprised, Tone, if the Jaguars beat these guys. The reason why I'm saying that is because they have their quarterback. And that defense in Jacksonville is starting to come together. I would not be surprised. I'm going with the Chargers. But I would not be surprised if the Jaguars beat them. Okay. What? Mr. His, 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 the guy that he likes there, Justin, is going to show you why I call him Justin Rivers. And he's going to only throw the ball so many times to Austin Sproles. And the Jags are going to – it's going to be close. It's going to be a field goal. Jags are winning. They're going to go into Duval and take a loss <laughs> on that game. Okay. Yeah. You like that? Justin Rivers. Say, That's his name from now on is Justin yeah, Rivers. I do. Like, I, I love her. What are you talking about? I mean, it's been an ugly season for them. But um, I'm going to go Chargers, but I'm right with you, Flo, and I think it could easily go either way. The Jags, uh, they're, they're, they're scary. They're forced to be reckoned with for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, that final game, Fluent, you got Dolphins or Bills. This is a big one. Oh, it's not even a game. As it's the, yeah, it's the Bills. Without Tua, it's it's yeah. the Bills in the H, landslide. H, I think they go up to Buffalo. I think 
I think they go up to Buffalo and get stomped. I don't think they lose. I think they go up there and they I get stomped. missed the game too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the last game was a preview of what's about I, to I think they get stomped up there. Yeah. Okay. Did you not miss the game? Who? There's another There's another NFC game, no? Yeah, the Cowboys. Oh, no, I'm just oh, okay. reading through what it oh, has. Oh, I thought you said last game. I thought you said last game. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. My bad. Uh, okay, Giants-Vikings. How are we feeling, Jay? Kurt, hey, prime <laughs> time. Prime time, Kirk Cousins. You will never get my money. I'm sorry. You will not because I know it is you. A four o'clock. It is a four o'clock where he it, does have a winning record. He's like it, 66 and 42 or something. It is four o'clock in the dome in the okay. playoffs, which means that the bets are higher. You are not getting my money. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. As much as I love Dalvin Cook and that defense in Minnesota, they got Kirk Cousins as their QB. I'm good. Yeah. Well, the other team has Daniel Jones, but. Um, Ooh, I told you about Tone before I'm we even Giants. go. I'm going Giants. I'm going Giants okay. because like I'm going Giants because defense, like I said earlier, running game is better. So they have the better defense. They have the better running game in Saquon. Um, and shout out to Coach McGahee. We got the special teams coaches as, as one of our players' choice guests every once in a while. So we, we got to give him some love. Oh. So I think special teams would be the big difference there too. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm right there with you. Ravens, Bengals. What? Oh, oh, Bengals, Bengals, yeah. With, we don't even know. Is it Anthony Brown? Is it Tyler Huntley? Uh, are they bringing back Jimmy Flacco? Like, we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. Like, yeah, no, they're done. Yeah, I okay. think that uh, I, I think Cincinnati handles them. Okay, yep. agreed. Um, and then Jay, last one, Cowboys, Bucks. <clears throat> it's the Cowboys. That's all I gotta say. It's the Cowboys. <clears throat> it's incorrect. The Cowboys. As as it, always, incorrect. It, it, guys, incorrect. The I'm Cowboys. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are the way they've won games this season has been defense. We haven't talked about their defense in like six, eight weeks. Yeah. They're going into Tampa. Yeah. Where where now Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, seven and zero against the Cowboys. And the their defense is predicated on speed. What is the thing about Tampa that sucks for speedy defenses? It's real grass. What does real grass do to you? Slows you down. So now their biggest advantage, which is speed, is now going to be a little bit, a little bit turned down a little bit. And history's on my side. Tom Brady, Tom Brady and the Bucks prove to us that as long as Jerry Jones is running that team, they're cursed. <laughs> I think they handle the Cowboys, no doubt about they it. They handle the Cowboys. Ah, see, I flipped you. No, I said that's ah. what I'm, when I said when I said it's the Cowboys. That's exactly what I mean, Tone. It's the Cowboys. We know oh, these guys. It's the cow- oh, oh, you're picking the we, Bucks. We, we, I, we, oh, we know I'm picking. It, 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 no, me too, Jay. It, I was picking the Bucks. It's the Cowboys. We know so who they are. The I thought I'm you were picking, picking the Bucks. The Bucks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. I was confused too because I was like, I'm okay. not. We're all on the Bucks. We're all on the Bucks. At some point. They're gonna rear their ugly head. We know yeah. who these guys are. Yep. Let's yep. not let, let's not act like we don't know who the Cowboys are. We know them. Yep. Facts. Yeah, facts, you're facts, more facts. fluent. So I'm good on the Cowboys. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're all out. I'm, I'm straight. All right, fluent. Um, why don't you go ahead and we will get our special guest on and get into some great topics if you want to introduce him. Absolutely. Uh, We've got Lucas Shapiro, aka Coach. Lou, how many U's in that? Lou, three U's, three U's. Coach Lou, how you guys doing? What up, Coach? How you doing? I appreciate you coming on. on? 
Appreciate, no, appreciate you coming you guys on. having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just tell us in uh, the chat, everybody listening, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into some topics. Yeah, for sure. So just to give you my background, um, I was for the for nine years pursuing a career in college coaching. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I worked at the University of Missouri for four years as a student manager. And then for five years, I was on the coaching staff at DePaul University. Mm -hmm. um, got to work with some good players. Got to work with Jordan Clarkson, Max Struess, Paul mm -hmm. Reed. Um, and then, you know, over the last few years, really got into the social media scene, started uh, building up a TikTok account. And that's where you can kind of fi find me and, and follow all my content at mm -hmm. Coach Lou, three U's. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, well, I'll definitely have you drop that again by the end of this. So, you know, we can get everybody to follow you. But um, how do you so how do you and uh, uh, Anthony know each other? Oh no! It, it was through it was oh, through Shaq. Out? It was through Shaq. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's dope. You know Shaq. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Sweet, sweet. Um. Well, yes, we we've been doing a our podcast for about almost a year. I think it's been mm -hmm. a while. At least the three of us together. But yeah, we just talk hoops. So, um, we saw the email you sent us over. So we'll jump into some of those topics. The, I love this first one. It was a great. Which one question. do you want to do first? Which one do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start Apparently out with the first 55 one. players? Yeah, okay. let's do I, it. I, I love this piece. I love this piece. All right. Let's see if I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. My tech game is on point, I think, today. Bam! All right. So, uh, Kevin had this tweet, and he said, there are currently 55 players averaging over 20 points per game. The all-NBA record is 31. The number of qualifying scores to log 20-plus in recent seasons and there you go. You got 27, 31, you know, a bunch more, but no, nothing is even coming close to uh, 55 players. So, um, yeah. That's almost double. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, um, so, Lucas, like, I mean, you're familiar, obviously, with the game um, and the players. So what does this kind of bring out to you? And and do you think the amount of, of players it's almost double and so do you think that increase of um i mean you know high scoring games is that good for the game is that bad for the game you know what has it impacted that whether it be the rules the refing the calls what do you see in that right i mean i think uh to be honest with you i'm, I'm really not sure how i feel about it i, I you know on, on one hand it is you know it's a stars game right the nba the league that's what it's about <clears throat> it's about the stars and um, but at the same time, it, it almost feels like a, it, the scoring is getting a little too inflated that it, it, I don't know if it does it make the game less fun to watch. To me, no. Uh, you know, if we're looking at the league overall scoring average, like we're averaging teams are averaging 113 points per game on average, which is up relative. I mean, that's the highest it's been since uh, 67. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it but the thing that's this I'm struggling with is I can't figure out why. Is it teams aren't playing defense? Is it uh, the, the pace is higher? Is it because they're shooting more threes? So I, to be honest with you, I, I from watching the game with my own two eyes, I haven't really noticed uh, the like players slacking off on defense or uh, teams not, you know, maybe doing anything different schematically. But. I think I think the game's in a good place, but at the same time, the, these numbers they're they're getting they're getting ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's well, interesting. That? That's interesting that you say that because I think I disagree with every single point there, uh, Lucas. Um, one, what? Well, no. Well, listen. We know for a fact in the early two thousands was the lowest scoring era in basketball, pretty much history since the shot clock, and they purposely put in rules because it wasn't entertaining. We were seeing games of 79, 75, 84, 72. Like, it wasn't fun to watch. It was mm-hmm. so defensive that they said, hey, we need to get scoring back into the game. So they made rules, you know, the three-second rule, they allowing they allow zones. My favorite part is that people think that zones stop teams from scoring. And, and Jay knows because that's why he's immediately shaking his head. As, as a player, you love zones because there's always pockets of zone. It's easier to score. Right. In fact, if you look at the NBA statistics, when teams play zone, the opposing team is scoring more per possession versus zone than man-to-man. Right. So you know three-second rule, which opens up the lane. You have zones which get scored on more easily. Mm-hmm. They are much better, not much better, but I think the 3% or 4% that they shoot um, three-pointers, they're, they're 3 or 4% better than they were 20 years ago mm-hmm. that 4% when you consider they went from 10 or 15 to 40 threes a game. Well, sh- that 4%, 3% shooting better makes a huge difference. What else does it do to the point of the pace? This is what I see is that, well, longer shots means longer rebounds, longer rebounds, more fast breaks, more fast breaks, more easy buckets. You don't have anybody standing in the lane. And when you say people not playing defense, I do see a lot of people not playing defense. And it's because they're like me. I was a scorer. I'd like to stand there and do nothing on defense and rest so that I could put all my energy. I'd have a hobbled knee. And the second I went on to offense, I was fine. and I was sprinting again. So I think it's all of those things combined, but I don't think it's good. And the reason I don't think it's good is because viewership isn't going up. It was... And and now it's like, oh, every game's like an all-star game. When we see 154 to 145, I don't think that's good. And I think they're going to do something to change it. Well, I also think that when you think about the offense in the game in terms of teams' offense, it's not just give the, the better teams in the game. It's not just give this guy the ball and get out the way. No, it's a lot different than that. Like the Golden State Warriors, they got a lot of action off the basketball that where they make other teams play defense. That wears on teams late in games, which would explain why you see these teams with these outbursts in the third and the fourth quarter, because by the third or the fourth quarter, these guys have been playing defense, like the Warriors have been making these teams play defense for as long as they have. Cleveland is another team, and they also get a lot of stuff the Cleveland Cavaliers also, they get a lot of stuff in transition because of their defense. So when you got teams that are speeding up the game, right, and then you got other teams play, making other teams play defense for a longer period of time and it wears on them, you would see production offensively from the other teams going up. I think that has a lot to do with it. Now, I will tell you this, I would like to see guys be able to play defense a little bit more so we can see what kind of defenders they are as opposed to just guys – you know, you get one touch and then that's it. Or, you know, you being able to rebound or being able to play post defense and be a little bit more physical. I'd like to see that a little bit more because then I think that what that does is that really gives you a better idea of what this guy is offensively, as opposed to where you can't put really hands on a guy. You can't really tell how good a guy is offensively if it's one touch and it's a foul. Right. So I I guess what, like, I'm seeing is, you know, 
every team and where, where I have a problem with watching the game right now stylistically is every team's playing the same offense almost. It's, it's all five out. You look at every team and it really feels like none of them have their own identity. Every team's playing the same way, you know, give or take. There's, you know, a few teams playing big, few teams playing smaller, but really there's just not that much variance in it. It's almost like on a game to game basis, you're watching the same teams play mm -hmm. over and over again. And to me, that's where, you know, when you watch college basketball, every team's got drastically different styles of play. Mm -hmm. Some teams press, some teams play zone. Uh, in the league, it's also uniform right now that to me, it, it has been a little harder to watch on a game-to-game -game basis because you're really not getting that much variance on a night-to-night -night basis. Um, so to me, I think that's what kind of makes it hard to watch. But at the same time, I like scoring is fun to watch to me. Right. Like, I, I, So how do you, how do you keep the game entertaining while also um, finding a way to give more to the defense and finding a way that teams could strive with different styles of play? Well, if you who do you blame? Do you do you guys like? It's funny. A lot of people praise Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. He made three point shooting cool. You know how I feel about that. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but you know that's incorrect. But anyways, mm -hmm. do you blame teams like the Rockets and the Warriors who have had success now with that five out? Because every league, NFL, NBA, they're all copycat leagues. Oh, they won doing it this way. Well, then mm -hmm. let's try doing it this way. Right, like, is are they to blame? You think because it's a copycat league, will it take someone coming in with like mad uh, mid range, a big man winning a championship, and everyone going, "Oh, wait, maybe this does work." Well, I, two things off that, and kind of off what you said, Lucas is fluent when you talk about that i mean we've talked about this a ton of time on this show is how we're kind of heading back into a big man's era right so obviously we've seen guards kind of take over and guards tend to score a ton i mean centers and uh forwards do as well but i'm just wondering the way the league has kind of implemented the rules as far as physicality goes especially impacting the defensive side of things do you think that the rules and i mean you can't be as physical as you used to be right like it, i think that's changed a ton so if they kind of let up on those foul calls or like how physical you can be do you think the league would be better and some of that scoring would be tapered down a little bit or do you think that's something that they're think, just not I, even gonna there, there's a fine line so what what happened was the league was very physical like very physical like a fight could break out any any time yeah. and i hate to bring up the malice at the palace but i think that was the tipping point for the nba like, they'd always said, hey, let's clean it up. Let's clean it up. Like, hand-checking, for example. Like, you get guys like this who say, hand-checking is for dudes who can't play defense. So, Dante obviously never played basketball in an era with hand-checking. Because hand-checking absolutely was not for people who couldn't play defense. What hand-checking allowed you to do, because you couldn't have your arm straight, your arm had to be bent. It allowed you to help guide a player into certain directions, right? If they were right-hand dominant, you forced them left. It was easier to do. You put your hand on it. And I think we got away from that physicality because of the tipping point it went too far and they're like hey we can't have fights like if you remember um jay and i are probably the only ones who are old enough to remember when i started watching basketball it was on tape delay the reason it was on tape delay was because they did part of it was for that they were scared there's a fight gonna break and up they can edit this stuff out and they can and they could yeah and they could edit it out so that's why there was the tape delay they want the league you know it was thought to be you know cokeheads and thugs and they're like no we need to clean up the image that's why i say the malice at the palace was the tipping point now it's like hey let's keep all physicality out unfortunately basketball people don't realize this that haven't played 
basketball is a physical game. And if you take the physicality out of it completely, it becomes, I think, what we're seeing, which is an all-star game. They need to allow some. Again, I get it. You can't, can't go back to what it was, but you need to allow some. So now, Luke, does that Col- mean, yeah, yeah. Col- Coach, I was, Coach, I was going to ask you. So, is it fair to say that in co- <clears throat> pardon me, in college, college is about the college coaches. It's a coach's game. So, in the pros, it's a players' league. So, is it fair to say that the game is more tailored toward the players and what's beneficial to the players as opposed to in college, where it's more of a coach's game more than anything? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I was just thinking about this before I came on the show. I, when you look at and, and I have problems watching college basketball right now, too, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because because it's so coach controlled and it, it feels like there's no player freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I, I think that the NBA game needs to get a little closer to the college game and the college cl- game needs to get a little closer to the NBA game because they're right. so far on the, the extremes like college mm-hmm. is just completely controlled by all the coaches. And then now, yeah, NBA, like I'm almost like looking at like. They're talking about coach of the year every year. Coach of the year is just the team that has the best record, yeah. right? Like, what is the coach? What is the coach doing? To, right. We don't have any way to measure these coaches aside right. from wins and losses, and and okay, maybe some analytics about after timeout efficiency mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but you know, it, it's just like the, the coach now in the NBA. I don't know what differentiates any of them because they're all playing the same way. Now, when you also bring up the college game. You also talk about styles of play. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, a, I'm more of a pro guy because I think the players are better. Even though when I was younger, I thought the college game was better because I looked forward to those guys that were in college going to the pros because I'm going to watch this guy turn into a pro and then watch what kind of pro he becomes. Now, in the college game, Coach, you are familiar with how schemes are. Yo, you guys still run the, you still run the offense through the big man. Right. So you may have a little bit of a slower pace because you run the offense through the big man. You might not have the big guy shooting the long ball like they do with the Boston Celtics. Right. You might not have your lead guard pounding the basketball. You might have him speeding. You might have him speeding the game up a little bit more as opposed to in the NBA where you got five guys speeding the game up. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think like every spring when when teams are hitting the transfer portal in college. Yeah. If you can get a six eleven post player, which is like, there's like five of them in college basketball, that's what you're trying to get. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, I, I, and I, that's why, you know, I'm looking at the next generation of who's coming up in the NBA. Like we got, obviously we got guys like Chet coming up. We got guys like Victor coming up mm-hmm. and uh, it gives me hope that maybe the game will have a little more variance. But um, I also do think that there's, some sort of rule changes that are going to need to take place. But I don't, and I don't know if it's bringing hand checking back. I, I don't, I don't know if that would really change all that much, to be honest I, with you. I don't think it's, I don't think hand checking is the, is the answer. What I'm thinking about when I think about a little bit more physical defense, I think what that does is I think that enhances what a guy does offensively because then you get to see counter moves, right? Then you get to see a guy actually go into who he actually is offensively as opposed to a guy who if you just put one hand on him and you get nothing or you end up getting a whistle, I really don't get to see how good this guy is offensively. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to tackle guys, but I'd like no, to see how good he why, is. That's why I bring up the like the hand-checking thing and people like, again, people who don't understand, they're like, uh-huh. like I've seen in the comments, hand-checking Checking's a myth. Um, Pippin, uh, one of our you know regulars here, sturdy, said Pippin was a great because of positioning and angles and ball and blah blah. And it wasn't a, because of hand checking. 
wrong. It's because you don't understand. Hand checking is, when I refer to hand checking, it's not about putting your hand on the guy, although it is, but it's about now, if you touch the guy, it's a foul. Right. Whereas in hand checking, it allowed some of that physicality. So when I refer to hand checking, <clears> I mean, <throat> like I said, I get to put my hand on the guy. That makes that makes a difference. That allow that creates what Chill is saying. Now you got a counter move. Now you got to know, hey, he wants me to go this way. I'm gonna go that way. I was at the game Tuesday, as mm-hmm. as as you guys know, and I was sitting this close. It was great. And what did I see? I saw guys like. Think, oh, foul. I'm like, come on, man. Like, he, he barely touched him. And what happens from that is now every time someone gets breathed on, they, they flop and the refs go, oh, oops, he flopped. Better call a foul. And it just it snowballed into this worst thing. So that's why I say if you bring something like that back, if you allow, you know, get rid of the three second rule, it allow just for the touching, not excessive, but the touching, the three second, which will create some congestion in the lane again, right? Because I love the dunks. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful. They're fantastic. They get me off my seat. But if it's happening on every other play, it's not good for the longevity of the game. I mean, is it something – this would never happen, but is it something where the NBA needs to go back to five fouls instead of six? Mm, hmm. That's interesting. But uh, but th- but then they have to reduce – they have to cut – my thing is more they have to cut back on, on the fouls they're calling. Right. Um that's why they're heading they're, in the opposite direction. Right, but, they're, 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 they're calling more fouls, and then, yeah. and then you're out mm-hmm. after. Every yeah, season, like, yeah, they're always right. adding something. But also, Lucas, right. well, how do you feel about? I mean, being that it is a players' league, how do you feel about even the shortening of the season? I know the NBA is a business. I know they want to make as much money as possible. But do you think that would ever be a possibility? <laughs> I know we've talked about it, but what do you? Yeah, think? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, and because, I, I'm really curious to see what they end up doing with this midseason tournament too. Oh, like the, um, what are what are we doing? Another horrible here? thing. What? Just, so just, why 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 would that be horrible though? I, I'd be curious. Why I, is it horrible? I, perso- I personally would like it. Okay, why would you? Okay, why would you? Why would you like a midseason tournament? What would it do? What would it be for? I mean, I think about it kind of like similar to college basketball in that, like when you're home for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. like you're watching the Maui Invitational or you're watching all these tournaments. Like from the yeah. perspective of a fan. Like yeah. I would like it. I, you know, obviously the players have voiced their opinions and they don't, they're like LeBron said, he didn't like it. And, yeah. um, but I mean, from the perspective of a fan, I, I would like it. Which is what is which is yeah, what it's from about. The perspective of a fan, yeah. okay. The right. fact that we're already seeing so little of these guys, and then tacking on another thing that they have to show up to, like we don't even get to see stars play like the regular season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, which is you know, and I get it. I mean, it would be cool. Like as a fan, I hundred percent agree with you. That'd be that'd be dope to see. But I don't. I want to get I want to get to the shooting last. Yeah, yeah. Before, but before I do, no, I want to ask because this one was brought to my attention and it it was interesting. Yeah. So the NBA got to a point where scoring was like super high and crazy, right? In the in the seventies, they added more teams, distributed the talent. It then came down, 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 down. Then they changed some rules, opened it up, you know, whatever, and scoring came down in the nineties again. So sorry, in the two thousand changed some rules, opened it back up again. Do you think it's time for the NBA to expand now with the, like, if you think about it, so much more talent has come from overseas. I think two or three of the top five players are from Europe or not from America. Um, is it time to expand and distribute some of that talent again or maybe make the cap a hard cap so we reduce, right? Because if I think back, it was a superstar. Typically, there was one superstar and supporting players. 
occasionally you'd get two if one was older or if they drafted right and that, whatever. But for the most part, it was one superstar and role players who they right. built the unit around. By the they way, they built the unit around. Yeah, and and obviously now we've, we're piling up them together, and maybe it's because there's so many. Is it time to expand the league out and distribute that talent again? I think I think it is time, but I will say I, I don't I don't know that the talent is super concentrated right now. Like I feel like there's pretty good parity in the league. So I think when that happens, when there's expansion, we're there's gonna it's gonna be kind of a, a weird balance that there's gonna be guys that were like I, I, you know. 20 years ago, certain guys wouldn't be in the league compared to now. I, I don't know that that would make it better immediately, but maybe, maybe in the long term. It was said to me. I, I'm I, that's why I'm, I'm asking the plus, question. You guys plus, when, when, plus, when I also think about the talent, I mean, we got talented guys in New Orleans. We got talented guys in Oklahoma City. We got mm-hmm. talented guys in Atlanta. We got talented guys in Orlando. I think the talent is not, like, it, to your point, I don't think it's concentrated anywhere. I think it's pretty spread out all over the league. Now, the idea of expanding, now, I don't know how much more we can expand. We already got 29 teams in the league, right? We already got 29 teams in the league, and we have players coming in more and more. So, I think what's more important is not just continuing to spread the talent, but also the the quality of the game, keeping it the way it is. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to water it down. That's the thing that I'm thinking about. Okay. All right. So I wanted to get to this because I don't know what it is. Tell me what this is, Coach. (laughs) So this is basically a chart from Kirk Goldsberry of ESPN. Mm -hmm. It's telling you who – which teams are taking the most smart shots, right? So that is, I believe, the the bottom, the the horizontal axis. Mm-hmm. And then okay. the vertical axis is telling you the teams that are the most efficient. So um, basically what it's saying is, like, if you look, obviously the Brooklyn Nets are the most efficient, but they're not doing it on what would be considered, you know, the best shots, which would be layups, three-pointers, free throws. So – Basically, in in, a, in in short, it's saying that they're they're making really hard shots and they're doing it at a really efficient pace. So, what that kind of in terms of uh, thoughts that that provokes is is that sustainable for the playoffs? Can you mm-hmm. you know that maybe that's good in the regular season, but come playoff time when it's a totally different game, like they always say, um, is that going to be sustainable for the next? No, it's not. It's not, no, and it's ever so and right it, now. And right now, according to this, I just, just I want to be so the Nets are the most efficient team. The Raptors are the least efficient team, and this, this, uh, this, 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 this excuse me, yeah, this horizontal axis is how many they're taking. And well, this so is it's, 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 this is strictly jump shooting. Right? Yeah, 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 strictly oh, jump, shooting. strictly jump yeah. shooting. Right. So left to right is least amount of jump shots to most. Bottom to top is least efficient to mm. most. Efficient. Got you. Which also, to your point, when you just said, Coach, about jump, I mean, layups, three pointers, and jump shots, which <laughs> should be in it, which is it in that order with, with well, layups? I mean, the most, the most efficient <laughs> shots, free throws, layups, three pointers. I was actually thinking jump shots, then, then three pointers. But I, under, I, I, I do understand the logic. I, I do oh, understand the mid range, right? Mid range, Brooklyn efficient. makes sense I, for that. 
no mid range because mid range is what like around forty something percent, and even though three pointers is what thirty seven, you get the extra point, so it's a more efficient yeah. shot. I right. suppose, right? I, okay. But the problem that I'm having with that tone, and I, you and me have had this conversation, even though it is the more, even though it's more efficient, we have a lot of guys who should not be shooting those shots, which would explain why these teams go in the other way. Not only do they go in the other way, we got a lot of teams who shoot bad shots. I talk all the time about Trey Young. One of the reasons why. Atlanta is where they are. Trey Young takes a lot of bad shots, which would explain why his team's offense isn't as good as it should be. Because as the lead guard, he should get his guys in position to score more efficiently. Same thing with Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't really do much in transition. They don't get a lot of easy buckets in transition, which would explain why offensively they aren't that good, where they should be a lot better than what they are. My only thing with this and let me let me ask you 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 looked at it more than i did um do they account for fouls no this this chart's just strictly jumpers so like you you can kind of assume if 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 teams are taking more jumpers then they're not uh getting to the line as much they're not you know getting as many layups so that that the chart kind of tells you something about their shot profile Mm -hmm. Because because the one thing I always say when we talk about efficiency that everybody always seems to ignore is that on two-pointers, and unfortunately it's not broken down enough, but on two-pointers, the odds of you getting fouled are 15%. On three-pointers, it's 1%. Mm. And so we always throw this efficiency to three-pointers because the percentage is 37 versus like a mid-range, like I said, which is 40. And you're like, oh, well, the extra point makes it worth it. But if you add in the amount of times they go to the free throw line and hitting 75, 76% of those, it actually evens out the playing field. And so I, I, that's why I asked the question because no one ever, ever looks at it that way. Right. Um, cool. So, so, so chill. I, I got a question for you because you mm-hmm. were, you were shaking your head about Brooklyn, right? So when it comes time to, for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the, what are the shots that are going to be available? They're probably going to be mid range jumpers, right? Yes. Because that's what's that's so so if you look at all the best players, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're the ones that make the mid range jumpers and are allowed to take the mid range jumpers, right? So, why would you be down on Brooklyn if if they're making mid range jumpers at such an efficient rate? The reason why, coach, is because the exact reason why you guys scheme. So, if you're playing against uh Yukon and you're going up against Book Knight. So you know how efficient Book Knight is as a mid-range jump shooter. Well, you know also how uh player B is how less efficient he is. Now you're going to make him make more jump shots. You're going to put him in a spot where Yukon is not going to be able or or Creighton's not going to be able to hide this guy and you're going to put him in the mid-range and make him shoot more. And the reason why you're going to do that is cuz you know that in a in a in a five game or a seven game playoff series we can't hide this guy as opposed to in a one game then it's a lot different so when you get a guy like Kyrie Irving who's really good in the mid-range you get a guy like Kevin Durant who's really good in the mid-range TJ Warren who's really good in the mid-range what you can't do is we can't hide Ben Simmons in the mid-range so what we're going to do is we're going to make Ben Simmons more of a jump shooter so when I watch the Brooklyn when I watch Brooklyn's offense where they put Ben Simmons at the top of the zone or where they put Ben Simmons in the dunker spot we're going to make Ben Simmons be more of an offensive player not just an offensive player we're going to make him more of a shooter as opposed to just letting Kevin Durant or, or just eating Kevin Durant or just eating Kyrie Irving's production. I think that's where the difference is. 
All right, so we've got we're going to get into the main topic, which is a quote from LeBron James. But before we do that, before we do that, we have a couple super chats, and since some of them are specific to you, Coach, and mm-hmm. after we do the LeBron thing, you won't be here. Um, I want to jump to those first. So the first one has nothing to do with what we were talking about, um, but uh, if I can find it, it is right here. It says this one's mostly for Coach. Coach. Uh, what type of player would you prefer? A freak athlete like LeBron James and Giannis that can physically dominate a game or a player like Tatum and KD who are ultra-skilled but lack some of the physicality? Oof, man, that's a tough one. I, in today's game, you know, if you were to ask me this a few years ago, I probably would have said the freak athlete. Mm-hmm. But right now, the way the game is trending, I, I'm going with the skilled player. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just so obvious on a day-to-day basis um, that that is the player that the league is trying to promote. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious, right? Like, those are the players right now, to me, they're, they're more marketable. They're more flashy. You know, everybody is all into whose bag is better. Uh, I, I'm trying to build around a, a Jason Tatum or a Kevin Durant because – um, I think that that's who the game favors. That's not to say that I don't like Giannis and LeBron. I, I to me, I, LeBron's probably one of my favorite players of all time. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, look look down the league. We got we got Luca, we got Jokic, we we got guys that are, they're not physical freaks mm-hmm. um, that are yeah. dominating the game right now. Sure. And athleticism has never, uh, you know, aside from like a three and D athlete. Um, in, in terms of star players, you know, we got Trey Young. What, what is Trey Young doing? Trey Young is not a freak athlete by any means, but he's still <laughs> almost scoring 30 a night. Right. Um, the game is favoring that right now. So that's who I would personally favor. Sure. All right. Okay. I, I just, I disagree. Um, but we'll go to the next question because um, I can teach you skill. I can't teach you physical uh, attributes. I can't make you bigger, stronger, fast. Well, maybe I can make you some of those things, but if you're a freak athlete, naturally, I can teach you the skill. And it's funny. What you kind of, what kind of skill funny. can you teach? I, everyone, everyone. That's the whole, that's so, what skill means. It's a, something that's teachable that you can get better at. So, so I can make why, better why, shooter. Why, is Giannis, why is Giannis still missing free throws? You know, why, why is LeBron enough. shooting 29 from three? He needs to practice more. Well, LeBron's 137 years old, uh, but he didn't work on that part of his game. Giannis, throw it underhand. You'll shoot 90%. You just you you care too much about the way it looks, which is my problem. But here's the thing. You said Tatum. You said KD. You said LeBron and Giannis. Well, LeBron and Giannis lead teams to championships. KD and Tatum, not as much. Not as much. Not as much, I said. Not as much. Not as much. Next one. This is more for coach. Oh, well, then it's good that you're still here. Uh, but what is the most difficult thing to teach a player <laughs> on the basketball court? Also, what infuriates a coach the most? I already know the second answer. The second answer, I already know that. The hardest thing to teach, um, I, I really think that's just buy-in. I think that's the hardest thing to teach. If you getting guys to buy into the concept of being on a team nowadays mm-hmm. is so hard because, uh, I, you know, right now scoring is, as we've talked about a lot on this show, scoring is uh, showcased more than it ever has been. And that's kind of like what I think uh, Kyle Kuzma was talking about the other day about highlight culture and how it's so popular mm-hmm. right now. Um, I, I think 
buy-in is really the hardest thing. And if we want, if we run, really get specific into hard skills, what's the hardest skill to teach? Um, I, I really do think it's on-ball defense. That's that's probably one of the hardest ones to teach. I, I don't know how much certain guys get it, and then certain guys I think can possibly never get that. Um, and then in terms of what infuriates a coach the most, uh, I'd say the parents. <laughs> I'd say the parents. Uh, and believe so that, it or not, that never, so that never changes. That, yeah, because <laughs> I teach, I teach young kids, and I say that the hardest thing for to teach them is patience, like just to relax and and be patient. And what infuriates me the most, I'm sorry to all the parents, but it is you guys. I'm sorry. It's, and, and and believe it or not, that happens at all levels. I'm sure oh, you know wonderful. parents can be a problem Great. at NBA, college, high school, you name it. All right, we got we got our man. Um, I'm going out of order here, but uh, we got our man Aramis Jones. Um, need y'all to talk to Brandon Ingram and tell him to grow a pair injured, but now it's more of a mental thing, which is why he hasn't played since November. Side note, he looks like he's gained about 15, 20 pounds now. Crazy because that was an issue for a while. What's the story with Brandon Ingram? What kind of injury does he have, by the way? Um, I think it's a, a leg injury, foot, ankle. Let me look. Well, I, 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 according to Armis Jones, he's got an issue with his medulla oblongata. Okay, let's see. I, 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 I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but I mean, to, to I thought Coach was going to say the thing that infuriates him the most is effort, because I, I can't want it more than you. I learned that, I learned that from a young age with coaches. Right. That made that that made it yeah. crystal clear. I can't want it more than you want it. But and, see, those guys don't play. No, they don't. No, they do not. <laughs> I gotta play him. So, uh, everyone on the chat says that uh, Bi left. has a has a turf toe. Yeah, it's, it's left true. toe contusion. So left toe um, contusion. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm good. That's crazy. Good. I think it was something you know, else. Be, the first okay, be time. honest. Be honest. You've yeah. played, Jay. You've played toe contusion. Aramis Jones says you've played with a with a broken something. Broken foot. And a broken, broken hand. Foot. I've prayed with two broken fingers and two broken toes. Like, come on, tape that up and play. Well, that, that's the that, uh, that's another reason, Coach, why I think that we have such a difficult time with these guys today and how they are because they don't play through injury. So they don't get their bodies acclimated to play through injury. So when something happens, they have some sort of trauma, whatever it is, whether they get bruised ribs or whether they get, you know, bumped with in the knee or something like that. Immediately, they're out for an extended period of time, and they don't let their bodies get acclimated to getting beat up. That way, if they did that, they would be able to last longer, as right. opposed to, you know, I roll my ankle, I'm out for two months. What? But can we can we blame the player for that? Or no. is it the teams that mm -hmm. are running these operations like a business and thinking mm -hmm. about everything analytically, and, you know, the, the health staffs have more power now than ever, mm -hmm. right? I don't know uh, that so we, can, we can blame I, it on I, the player. I missed out. Uh, there was a, an episode of Open Gym, and I didn't get to – I got on the episode late, and they were talking about the same thing. And I said, I don't – not that I don't blame, blame the players. I do. Because if the player says, hey, I want to play, they'll play. Like, if they're, if they're adamant about playing, like, you know, if you look at um, Tua in, in the NFL, like, he should not have played. And he's like, I'm playing. And he went out. So if a player says, I'm playing, they're going to play him. But I think the them not playing as much is a one, they're not pushing. I want to play, and two, it's the money. There's yes. so much more money involved yes. that they don't want to take a chance. Whereas back when it was 
wilt. Hey, let him play 48.5 minutes a game because <laughs> I'm paying him 50 cents. I don't care. But now I'm paying him. If you were paying wilt $50 million, he's never playing 48 minutes. No, he's, he's never not. playing 82 games, mm. right? When you look at who, the guys who have played 82 games, it's tied Jordan and wilt at nine. And then it's like five, four, like the numbers just go down significantly. Okay. So let's get, let's get, let's get to the, to the main topic. Um, you, you shared this with us. Um, so LeBron James, LeBron James, uh, came out and said that he believes, he believes that Kevin Durant, I don't want to misquote him. He believes that, KD is the first name that comes to mind for sure. His name is not Easy Money, Slim Reaper, for no reason. And that's on who could pass him um, for the scoring championship. For the scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can scroll down to it. No, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. Um, but yes, that's what it was the scoring championship. So, the, sorry, for the all time scoring lead. So, mm-hmm. do we believe, do we believe is the question? Do we believe? that Kevin Durant can catch LeBron James. And and while you ponder it or start to talk, I'm just going to do some quick math for you. LeBron James has played 400 games approximately, like 420, 400 games more than um, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. So for Kevin Durant, 400 games times, let's say 28 points per game. I think that's fair to say for 400 more games is Mm 11,200, which would put him... To where LeBron is today, here's the problem. 400 games, I'm guessing he's going to play about 60 a year. That's six and a half years. He's already 34 years old. Is Kevin Durant averaging 28 a game until he's 42? And let's not forget, LeBron's still playing and dropping 30 a game. At a high level, sure. Yeah. You know, I thought... I thought this quote was kind of messed up because I felt like it was LeBron putting pressure on KD to catch up. Like if he doesn't catch up to him, it now looks like a disappointment on KD's end. Right. So I, I, you know, mathematically, I, I really don't, I don't know if it's possible, but there is something to be said that I think Kevin Durant's game could age a little better or longer you know, putting health aside, we don't know how KD's health is going to be in the future, but I feel like his game, he could play for a very long time. Well, that's my next question to you, right. Coach. How much longer do you think KD is going to hold up at this level? Let's just let's just take – let's just forget him forget him playing another six, seven years. At the level that he's playing, how much longer do you think he's going to hold up? I think he could hold up for a while because, like we saw from the chart, I mean, he's just making jumpers. Like, you know, and and he's the type of guy that he could eventually late in career transition into a a stretch four type of role where he's just making threes. Right. Um, I think he could last a really long time. Maybe not at that level, though. So, I mean, I could see him lasting at that level for another four Mm. years. So, so just so think of Let, so let's put health so, aside. Let's put health let's, aside. So let's, put, so let's put that into perspective. This is why one, like uh, you, maybe you're right. LeBron had an ulterior motive saying this. So LeBron would have to retire today. Sure he did. Today, yeah. Sure he did. No <laughs> doubt about KD, that. He knows and KD, and KD would have to play seven more years, averaging 25 a game for seven more years playing 60 games. He's not lasting to 37. And let me tell you, the only reason he's lasted this long after his injury is because. 
as we talked earlier, the physicality of the game is gone because he's skinny. And if you could push him and bang him, he's not like he's not, he would not be. So, we, so that, then, then if that's the case, Tom, we got to take that off the table because the physicality is not. Yeah, it's gone. That, 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 so we got to take that off the table. Years. I give him three. Well, I give that's him three, that's three as far years. as I'm going with KD. And now I can appreciate your logic, coach, when you talk about we got to take barring any injuries. Well, we can't bar any injuries because that's where we've been with KD for the last three years. And it hasn't been injuries that are knickknack injuries. These things are significant. I mean, last year he missed over a month because of the uh, MCL sprain. He sprained his MCL again, which is a reoccurring injury, which now makes that worse, right? Then he had the hamstring the year before that when he missed 37 games, which is basically half the season. So KD's game, and, and I, Tone and I have had this conversation with Haley as well, I think KD is still in it. I think he's still in his prime. I think he's on the other side of it. I don't think that his skill set has diminished, but I don't think he's going to hold up for another five years. I don't. Add that all up with the fact that – And don't forget he also at, missed a couple of years already. Right. And if you, look at his, if you look at KD's game overall, right, his game translates – I don't think that's the question, right? So I think James, I think James is going to reach 40,000 points. KD is at 26,000. So in order for him to get 14,000 more points, that's seven more years at 2,000 points a season. KD is not if doing he that. Hits 40, and that's even If he hits 40,000, I will change my order. Number 1? I'll see ya. I'll see ya. I have no choice. I have no choice. I have no choice. I, and I said this people, hey, remember <laughs> No, Chill's the only one who can. He has the receipts. He knows. What did I tell you? I said I have him too, but there's going to come a point where his peak longevity is so long that you're going to have to reconsider. There's no argument. There's, 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 you're yeah. going to have to reconsider what you're doing. You almost throw the accolades out the window. He's been so good for so long. Yeah. They just okay, right? The total numbers are just so incredibly much more than everybody else. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Like Absolutely. talk accolades, talk team stacking, talk whatever you want doesn't matter you can't i will go. tell you i will tell you this though coach he is getting the thirty thousand points we already got robbed of carmelo anthony we got robbed two years of carmelo anthony we're not going to get that with kd kd is getting the thirty thousand. Yeah, he'll get to 30 we're, yeah. we're not we're not going to get robbed from he's at what 26 right now 27 yeah, he's, he's at 26 yeah, yeah. no doubt Mm-hmm. So I think I, I also think was the other interesting scoring stat to keep track of is is mm-hmm. playoff points, right? So KD right now is at just over forty five hundred, whereas mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering can he catch MJ, who is at fifty nine hundred? What what? Where did this? Ne- I got to ask you guys. You guys, you specifically Coach and Haley, because you guys are younger. No one gave a crap about total playoff points until a certain individual James had added up regular season and playoffs to pass Kareem James no one in 75 years talked about it why is that a total point narrative right now and if that's the case if we're going to start talking total points is Tony Parker a better playoff scorer than Steph because he's got more playoff points than he does thank you I like that. I mean, you have to take it in totality. I mean, what do you value? It's just like everything else. Obviously, it's. I think it's just more for stats' sake. It's something to look into. But I mean, I don't take. We look at per game. We look at per game in the NBA. That's what we do when you play eighty games. You look at per game. Yeah. NFL, fine. You you talk about totals, no problem. They only play sixteen, seventeen games, fourteen games a few years ago, but. All right, so does it mean anything? So let me. So you brought it up, Coach. My bad. You brought it up. So if he passes MJ, does it mean anything? 
I think it does mean something. You think I it mean, does? I think I think just having put up that many. I mean, that and that is the hardest time to score is in the playoffs. Like, like yeah, that's a completely most. different um, element than regular sure. season. Um, to me, I think it does mean something. And you mentioned Tony Parker too, who I personally think is very underrated. Um, sure. Not saying not saying that he's better than Steph Curry, but. Um, I mean, I think I think it would mean something. Not, I'm not saying that it means he's better than Michael, but I think that it it really would if he gets there, and it, 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 he will have to score a lot in the playoffs to get there. But and we'll need a, a couple runs for it to happen. But if he's number two all time in playoff scoring, I, I think that makes his top ten, top five. Well, I, I, I just when, when he does something like that, Tone, it's just what it what it does, Tone, is it builds a different conversation. That's <laughs> all it does. That's all it does. It just bodes it. When you see somebody doing something like that, you have to have a different conversation about them. Does that mean that he's a top 10 player yeah. or a top five player all the time? I'm not going to go that far. But when you see somebody who, yo, I'm not, I played 18 years in the NBA and only one guy in the history of the game scored more playoff points than me. Well, wait a minute. We got to have a different conversation about that. Yeah. Is Katie in your top 10 currently? You sound like, a, I don't know if you're a Brooklyn fan. It's, clo- it's close. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Boston Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Boston originally. Okay. But um, he's getting close for me. I don't yeah. know that he's top 10 yet for me, but he's close. He's creeping in. Can I, can I, can I, I'm going to, I'm going to read you a list of names. Okay. Real quick. You ready? Yep. Okay. Dwayne Wade, Larry Bird. Hakeem Olajuwon, Dirk Nowitzki, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Steph Curry. Tony Parker has more playoff points than all of them. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. How could it mean nothing? I don't, I don't it understand. Means nothing. <laughs> that that might be the best the list you've ever. Time of the year. It means nothing. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, Thank man. you, Coach. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good where, where, can pe- where can people find you? Because I'm sure there's a bunch of questions <laughs> they sure. want to send your way. Yeah, this sure. is good, man. No I mean, you can, you can find me on all platforms at Coach Lou. So Coach L and then U, 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 three mm-hmm. U's. Why the three U's? Because you played it. Um, uh, honestly, at because one U – no, just one U wasn't available. So I had to <laughs> – I had to go with three. <laughs> you plus, it, like, plus you it separates like you from the other lose. Lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it separates you from the other lose too. So exactly. you know, now we know who you are with the three with the three U's, sure. no doubt. That's fair. That's fair. Sure. All right, man. It was a, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely have you back on again. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, so man. Thank you, Coach. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Great night, my man. All right, so we're gonna jump I, in. I what do you want? What do you guys want to do? Super chats or, um. We probably should do super chats. Yeah, let's do some super chats if we yeah. want to do. And then maybe open it, open it up. Yeah, let's do open I'll it up. I'll send the link. I'll send the link in the yeah. chat. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. So and let's 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 go through. Um, there you go. There's number one. 
All right, Andrew G hit us with the super chat. Thank you, Andrew. He said, hope he'll see the gap between Luca and Tatum. Tatum. Tatum having trouble being as efficient as Luca without Brown playing good defense, though, give him that. But make sure, make, make sure like you that. bring that part in. Please do not leave that part out because your logic is strictly on the offensive side of the basketball, simply just talking about scoring. You're not even bringing up all the other stuff that he did in terms of his ability to rebound and in terms of his ability to speed the game up because it because the way he defends. That does not widen the gap between him and Jake between him and Luca. That is not true, sir. That is not true. There's that gap is not as wide as you think it is. No, it's not. It is not. Uh, real quick before we answer, oh. make sure you guys get those likes up because it looks like we've been kind of uh holding off on that. So go get those likes up really, really quick mm -hmm. and we'll jump into the super chat by Christopher D. Thank you, Christopher. Uh hot take the Cavs are the first round exits unless they hold a top two seed in the East, Cavs not being Philly, Nets, Boston, and Bucks if they face uh, in the first round. I even think Miami could beat them. Love to debate. I think that they're uh, – I, I, I thought they were second round exit at best. I didn't think that they were an Eastern Conference finalist. I thought that mm – -hmm. I, I thought that they were a second-round exit at best. The Eastern Conference is stacked, right? So when you think about mm -hmm. Philly, Philly has everything that Cleveland has. Plus, Cleveland is so young. I think that they would have a really good shot against the Nets, though. I do. Yeah. I think they would have like a really that. good shot. In, I think they would have a really good shot against the Nets. I don't think they could beat Boston because Boston is too deep. I don't think mm -hmm. that they could beat Giannis because I think at the end of the day, my best player is better than your best player. And I think that's where the separation would be in that series. But I do think that they would have a shot against a, a, a shot against Brooklyn. But they're so young, right? I think that they're so young. I think that's where the problem would come in. I would be surprised if they ended up with a if, if they ended up with a favorable matchup. Plus, Philadelphia got Doc Rivers as a head coach. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not. Well, I will hold. On. I will say this: right now, if the playoffs were to start today, yep. Cleveland would host Philadelphia, and of, of course, yeah, there's an op yes. Could they be a first round exit? Of course they could. Mm -hmm. Of course they could. It yep. is really? very match. Or, it, is very match it is Cleveland. very match dependent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, if they could get one, if they could catch Milwaukee and get mm -hmm. the third seed and get to play New York. Well, now I'm thinking something totally different. They could beat right? them. So it will be very matchup dependent. Mm -hmm. I don't think you want to play Philly in the first round um, because Philly's going to be good in the first round, second round, mm -hmm. um, and then they'll probably fall apart like they always do. Right. Right, another one from Christopher D. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, ben Simmons has zero points. Don't care how valuable his playmaking and defense is. He has zero points. This has to be a troll. That's not serious. Kyrie. Uh, oh, shit. He got, oh, he got ejected. Uh, wait. Oh, Kyrie IG got deleted. So, you right. know, media going to look to slander him. Shaking my head. Katie Hurt, too. And actually, I'll start off with this one because um, I, I was watching this game. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, like, I mean, Chill and I and Fluent have all agreed, Nets probably aren't going anywhere this season. And it's nothing against them. And it was actually a question I wanted to ask you guys because I watched the Draymond Green show um, he had on Stephen A. It was actually a really good podcast. And one of the really? questions. It sounded terrible. The, the audio the quality clip that they, oh. of Stephen A's whatever was horrible. It was horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a higher quality show right now. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Fluent and Chill. Check us out. Check us out. Yeah, check us out. But one of the questions was, uh, so you got Giannis, you got Kate, uh, you got Giannis, Katie, and Joel as some of the first uh, on the first team All NBA or All Star first right. round, right? So, so, but Tatum wasn't in there, and so it's one of the questions Draymond asked 
uh, Stephen A was like, who do you think belongs in there, Tatum or those three? And he's like, actually, I think with what I've seen from the Nets, and you know Stephen A is kind of where we are with the Nets, uh, out out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I think Jason Tatum deserves that spot over KD. And he asked the question, do you think, because we know KD is an, a, a great leader a strong leader and that's self-proclaimed proclaimed he's admitted Mm -hmm. that right Mm -hmm. um but do you think that leadership should be equated with like your level of play i think it already i think those two things go hand in hand you know leadership and your level of play because the guys they see the way you play that's an example and they follow that i mean Mm -hmm. if you lagging then they're gonna lag I mean, if you're the leader, if if, if you're not playing that hard or if you're playing hard, they're going to get on board with you in terms of I I think that's a level of leadership. However, the way the all-star format, the the way the all-star game is formatted, if I'm not mistaken, is two guards, two forwards in the center. No, 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 no. Now it's isn't it now two guards and three forwards? Yeah, centers are included in the four. So if it's two guards and three forwards and beat is out. Yeah. And beat if it's That's two guards, if it's two guards and three forwards, and beat is out. That goes Giannis, KD, Tatum. Those are the three guys, and yeah. I think it's deservedly so. That doesn't mean that Embiid is not playing at an All Star level because Embiid is absolutely an All Star. Like I said, we've seen these barrages of fifty five and and forty mm-hmm. points, and Joel Embiid's production gets completely thrown by the wayside. I've already said in the past, I think I I think that he could be a better rebounder, but in terms of him being an All Star. I don't think it's a question, but I think that front court is solidified with Giannis, yeah. KD, and uh, Tatum. Yeah, and Christopher D. Off that Ben Simmons remark. Um, I mean, I watched the game until we got started tonight, and you know, he. I think by the halftime, he had ten assists. Um, you know, he he's doing his thing, but like, it truly is. I mean, when the when the bench is on, when those role players are on, it, it goes well for them. But are they all going to be consistent? Is it really going to like lead into anything? That's my question, especially with Ben Simmons not producing really any type of scoring right like he's, he's their Achilles heel right six he eight points yeah mm-hmm. exactly so like and now on top of that you're throwing KD in there and then is Kai something gonna happen with Kyrie like is he gonna get tired of it in a week or two if KD yeah. doesn't return within the next month like let's be real I, I just don't think we can put a lot of a lot of stock in them but we'll see uh web slinger 999 if the early 2000s rules were boring should the nba revert to the late thousands early 2010s rule no gather step bullshit slightly excuse me slightly slower pace slightly stricter travel carrying and foul calling etc fluent it's interesting i think they're actually they are cracking down on on the traveling um uh last few games i've been at uh i think i went to two or three games the last couple weeks and (laughs) I've been noticing more travel calls, more carry calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they are cracking down on it. The gather step is has been written into the rule book. So that's 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 now allowable. So that's not going to change mm-hmm. unless in the offseason they take it away. Um, but I think if they just call the rules that are in place, like it's one thing to have a gather one, two. Right. I'm seeing mm-hmm. gather one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing it all the time, like, especially with John Morant and like Jordan. No, Clark John Morant's like, a carry. John Morant, like every dribble, every crossover, his hand like goes all the way under the ball, and um, he runs he with it too. Tom. Too. It's, it's, it's almost like he's cuffing. The, it's like a football, almost like he cuffing the ball and then yeah. running with it. He's a run. He'd be a good running back. But then it's yeah. Jordan Poole who has like one extra little step, and they call it every single time. Like they let stars get away. With oh, it. They let stop! Else. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
If you said anyone but a warrior, I would have been with I, you. I, I was just thinking Jordan that. Jordan Poole deserves it, 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 everything it, it, that's coming. But so, you know. sounds like it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, Tom. No problem. Uh, Double P, what would impact today's game more if implemented? Jordan-era illegal defense or hand-checking? I think hand-checking would impact. And the reason why I think hand-checking is because, again, you would have to – you number one, you'd have to play through contact. And a lot of these guys, because they're so used to the whistle blowing as quickly as they do, they don't play through contact. Add that to the fact that there aren't very many offensive players in the game that have a lot of counter moves. And what I mean when I say counter moves, where if you hand-checking somebody and I'm able to beat you to a spot, then you got to counter that. And I don't think that there's a lot of guys who have a lot of counter moves when it comes to stuff like that. Who's who's a guy that a great clip? There's a great clip of Jordan against the Knicks where he goes baseline and you can see they, they block him off the hands in the way he turns back. Like he's going to go middle. Mm -hmm. They adjust. He then reverses and goes back baseline Mm -hmm. and dunks it on. I believe Patrick Ewing. It's a great play of what he's talking about is that counter move where they give you something you have to, then they try to give you something else and you retake it. Like that's, that's what I must right. What we're saying is that you, you have to have that, that ability. Whereas now it's, I'm going to go this way. I'm a fake one way. I go the other way and I'm gone because if you touch me, it's a foul. So you right. can't. So now I'm, I go to the lane. Um, the illegal defense is interesting. You can't do it because now there's there's zone. Right. Um, so that's you, you can't have both. Illegal defense wouldn't impact the game as much because the thing with illegal defense, 2.7 times. That's how much it was called. Per game? Per game. 2.7 times. It wasn't as, you know, People want to make it a big deal. You couldn't play zone. You kind of could. There was disguise zones. Mm-hmm. There was above the foul line where you could lay off your man. Actually, if you read the rule, depending on where you were on the court, you could be 12 to 16 feet away from the person you were defending. Right. So there, although there wasn't zone zones like we know today, mm-hmm. 16 feet is a is a is or 12 feet that's the, that's, that's the free throw line to the to the rim that's how yeah, far away you, 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 you can be away from your man that what that wasn't a good play because you get you know there's no three second rules so the guy can right. camp out and it's an alley-oop and you're done so you know it again because of they can't call it all the time it's it's hand checking because again it's what chill said playing through the contact for sure for sure uh chill who's one of your uh like oh. who do you think is like has those counter moves right now in the nba that you like or that kind of stands out to you Jason Tatum is a guy I like that. Um, Kyrie Irving is a huge Jason counter- Tatum's your answer for every question. Yeah, that's not <laughs> he's true. your go-to. Uh, Ky- Ky- I, I, Ky- Ky- right Ky- Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's got great counter moves. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving. In terms of one, Kevin Durant's got great counter moves also. Um, James is another guy. I think anyone you see, now, ball, yeah. I think anyone you see with good ball handling, yeah, because they have to. I'll give a guy that maybe you don't look think of, but like the Lukas and the Jokic's of the world. If you look at the way they kind of when they turn their back because mm-hmm. they're not athletic yeah. as everybody else, yeah. they have to have better footwork, right. and they do. So Luca, Luca, I think, is phenomenal. That's how he gets his shot off. You'll mm-hmm. see him go one way, other way, trick you, come back around, and then oh, how to get open? Well, these watch, are the elite guys. Watch what he did. Home. He juked you. Yeah. He did yeah. like he did like a a football move where you know he set you up for the route and then went one way and you thought he was, you anticipated and he went the other. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's more guys than you think, but because they don't have to, you right. don't see it. And I think we're missing out because 
we and those are, and those guys that I mentioned, those are the elite guys. I don't think yeah. that there's a lot. There's a, I don't think that there's that many in a league of over 400 guys. I don't think that there's that many great offensive players who have a lot of a lot of counter moves. I I I don't see it. I I see a lot. Of, I see guys with counter moves, but of those 400 guys, I think it's less than 10. percent Okay, uh, Aramis Jones. Thank you, thank you always for your super chat. We appreciate I was you. About that last night. Yeah, you've been dope. It's <laughs> literally sponsoring the show on your own. We appreciate you, man. Uh, do y'all believe CJ McCollum will be at least a one-time All-Star? He's actually having a great season, considering mm-hmm. his extremely rough start to begin yeah. the season. But his numbers are up there right now with a lot of players. And, and was I on and bi out? I was thinking about the guards in the Western Conference, and I'm trying to figure out if there's. Let's see. We already got the we already got uh Luca and 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 Curry starting, but then after that you got uh Ja, you got Book, and then it gets then it gets murky for me in terms of guards when I think about the guards in the Western Conference. And well, some of the guards that I think should have even been there weren't even there. Right. You know, like like Fox. Where was he? I, 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 Why I, I, is Sabonis not an All Star? Are I, I you think kidding Fox, me? I think Fox is an All Star. I, I think Fox is an All Star. I think uh. Jaws an all star, right? A book. The, now it gets tricky because I'm thinking about yeah. CJ McCullough and I'm thinking about what he's been doing with that unit. And I could, I wouldn't be surprised if he made the all star team. That would not surprise me at all. That's true. C- CJ McCullum. CJ McCullum is going to be the person that we say at the end of the season, how was he not an all star? Mm-hmm. Right, there's always that one or two, like the, you know, we always have the snub conversations. Is that who and he is, Tony? Is he Ron Harper? Is he is is he Kendall Gill? Is he that guy? Like the guy that's he's he's that guy. Okay, he's that guy that at the end of the day, when you're like, he was never an all star, really, really, not one he, time. <laughs> he never. And but the problem is when you look at Curry, Luca, Booker, SGA, right. Dame, John, like he's he's just he's unfortunate. Right. That he's, you know, there's six spots and he's seven or eight. He's nine, whatever. He's just outside of that, right? Like I always say, you know, I, I bring up Dominique Wilkins a lot. You know, scoring titles. How many does he have? Two, I think. How yeah. many times did he finish second? Oh, you, who, you think, who you think the dude was chasing Jordan all of them years? It was right. me. So it's, it's those guys that are just yeah. outside that, you know, play. But this is why we always say play to a all-star caliber yeah. because you don't necessarily have to be the all-star. So job book SGA. Yeah, it's it's loaded. Uh, Dame is out as out west. Um are there any wolves? Nah, there's no wolves. No, no, nobody wolves. nobody uh, nobody in the, with the nah. Timberwolves. Um, um who else am I Lakers? thinking about? Nah. Nobody on the Lakers. I mean, Fox, we just talked yeah. about him. I can't leave out Fox. Fox. Yeah, I didn't even say yeah. De'Aaron Fox in the one Fox. I said, right? So Fox yeah. can't leave yeah. him out. Um, so that's five guards right there. That's not that's not adding the other four. We said we said Curry. We said Curry. Curry and Luca well, off the table. Luca. Yeah. No, yeah. Like Curry, book, Luca. Uh-huh. Dame, uh, Jaw, Fox. Mm-hmm. That, that's book. six. No, that's six. Book. Yeah. yeah, like oh book, yeah. It's just it's yeah. so many. And CJ McCullough is having an all-star type of season. Yes, yeah, he's he is. the glue to that team this season. Yes, he's, he is. he's stuck with right. it when everybody else hasn't. So yeah, yeah like, we'll we'll keep moving on. We gotta let mm-hmm. um what's up, Squid? Appreciate your super chat. Bit of an odd question, but do you guys believe the NBA will expand in the next five to ten years? Mm-hmm. If so, what city is we'll get a team? We kind of actually touched on that today. Um, yeah. but yeah, fluent. What I mean, we've talked you know, about I I'm glad you asked, I, I love that you asked me this question because yeah. I had this conversation with my son. 
driving home today. Mm-hmm. And and he said, hey, you know, if they I heard they're going to expand. He said three teams. And he said Seattle, Vegas, Mexico right. City. And right. he said, Daddy, then it won't be even. It'll be 16 and 17. And I said, right now, I don't think Mexico City is getting a team. Mm-hmm. I know that they're talking about it, but I don't think they get it. I don't think they get it, one, because what's going on there right now? I don't know if you've looked and tried to travel to Mexico. There's a lot of stuff going on that that's not where you want your every teams going today. Today. So I think Vegas and Seattle make the most sense. One, because everybody wants a team in Vegas in terms of the NBA. Mm-hmm. LeBron wants the heck. He wants to buy it. That might be the only way he retires because you can't be an owner and a player at the same time. Um, and Seattle, we all agree, deserves a team. Yeah. What that allows us to do is you put Vegas and Seattle in the West. You move Memphis mm-hmm. <laughs> where they should be in the New East. Orleans, New Orleans. In New Orleans. What are they New doing? Orleans, yeah. Well, yeah. No, New Orleans is uh, far enough. I agree. They should be East, but they're going to stay West because then it's 16 and 16. Mm-hmm. And then you got 32 teams. And, and Memphis is way more East than New Orleans. Oh, Tom. Um, here's, the, here's the thing, though, Tom. It's not, it's not split because it's 29 teams. That's why no, I think – I thought it was 2019. Oh, 30, 30, 30, 30. 30. Yeah, 32. Wait, are we sure about that? No, oh, wait, we, I'm count. We, we, we count it. Uh, NFL's 32. It's yeah. 32. I thought it was 29 teams in the league. Yeah, that's no, we why have thir- we have, yeah, we have 30 teams. So that's so I think Memphis goes to the East, Vegas and Seattle. There you go. Perfect. Or perfect. we could just, you know, disperse the Timberwolves and the Nets and then just add to the Timberwolves teams. should move. I, I agree. No offense, Minnesota. Right? Yeah, love y'all, but this thing this thing really gets tricky sometimes too, Tone, because there's a lot of stuff where we're talking about retraction too. Cause I was out on Memphis a couple of years. I was like, why is Memphis in the league? What are they doing? Yeah. Oh, because they were bad. Yeah. All right, sorry, you want the next one, I'm sure. Christopher D again, appreciate you. LeBron is very similar to Roberto Durant. No, he isn't. No, no, no. he is not. LeBron that. is similar to Roberto Duran. Why yeah, is that? Because he quit like Roberto Duran. Oh. Which is nonsense, and and we all know that that's nonsense because he doesn't quit. Give me a break, man. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't quit on Cleveland. No, I don't, uh, I don't, no, I don't. At least he went back and put him on the map. I mean, that's better yeah. than nothing. Didn't he only go back because they had like a hundred first round picks and they were competing? Yeah. Like, would he have uh, gone back? Would he have gone back if they were a bad team? They were a bad team. They, they had, had the number one pick in the draft. No, if they didn't have Kyrie. If they didn't, I'm I'm just asking the question because people say, "Oh, you're a hater." No, I'm asking a question. If they didn't have Kyrie, if they didn't have draft capital, mm-hmm. would he? Do you think he would have gone back? Like, if the team was no Kyrie, mm-hmm. no whatever, it was. It's it's this year's. I don't know. Houston Rockets. Um, does he go? Does he go to that team? I'm not sure, but I will tell you this, Tone. I don't think he wanted to leave in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think he had to go, but him going back, he had to be convinced to go back because I don't because. It wasn't a situation where it was just a slam dunk. He was going back. He had to be convinced to go back. And the things had pieces had to be in the right place for him to go back. So it's not like it's a situation where he was like that. Is, that is my point. Like he left. And I always tell everybody for, again, for all you people in the chat who clearly don't know, uh, who call me a hater, I say he should have left. I agree with him leaving mm-hmm. Cleveland. They weren't putting the right team around him to win. He said, F it. I'm going to, you, you won't do it for me. I'm going to do it myself. And he teamed up and he went to Miami and he did what he wanted, which was go get a better team, go get a championship, two championships. That's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. My question is, if the team wasn't good, why would he? I don't think he'd go back because why would he? Why would you leave a team because they're not good and they're not yeah. putting pieces around you mm-hmm. and then go back to a bad team with a bad – it's the same owner. 
right? It's the same bad situation. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't Kyrie, do Irving, that. Kyrie Irving being there, um, Tristan Thompson being there, that did make things more enticing. It wasn't like it's a Houston situation or a Detroit situation where he's just going back there just because he's from there. Yeah, no, he's not I don't, going I don't, to he's not no. going to rebuild. He's no, going there because he saw there's some potential there. Right. That's what, and, and, he, and he had some say so. And he had some say so. Let's too. be clear. Good for him. Yeah. Um, all right. Next. Double P again. Appreciate you. I've been thinking about the better athletes today argument. It's dumb. In the past, we had guys like Wilt, Phil, oh, Jim Brown, Bob Hayes, etc. All great athletes. Main difference today: better technology. Y'all's thoughts. And they on TV more too. It's not like it's a situation mm-hmm. where these guys aren't seen as nearly as much. Like. The only reason why we saw the only reason why we saw Bo Jackson as much as we saw him is because he played football and baseball. That's the only reason why we saw him as much as we did. So he basically never left the stage. But guys like Wilt, we didn't really get a chance to see. I, I didn't. I wasn't around when Wilt was was playing. But Wilt, being the amazing athlete as he was, if technology was what it was and media was what it was, Wilt would be something of this of another world because we'd be he'd be on TV all the time, all the time. So the athlete from 1970 1960 i don't think it's that much different than the athlete in 2023 but there is there is a little bit separation simply because again exposure yeah like i don't think we'll ever see an athlete like wilt again um and when people say you know the athlete the athletes are so much better today they're not they're not like when you look at track and field look at what actually look at what someone tried to say well swimming was a second faster well you don't play basketball in the water but when i look at running if you look at 19 19 whenever donovan bailey uh, in seoul korea won the gold medal i think he, he ran a 984 and the three guys who were first second third were like 984 989 990 the last Olympics, the last Olympics that just happened, the winner was 980-984-989. So we're talking about a thousandth, a thousandth of a second for people who who that's their sole purpose in life is to run. So if those people who that's their sole purpose in life is to run, right? Then um, I don't. uh, Yes, maybe they're a, a thousandth of a second faster. It's not a big deal. It's not vertical. Has anyone measured a 48-inch vertical? Well, they had that in the 80s. Yes, they did. No one has done it recently. So so those things don't, don't happen. Now, and, you know, when they say about the technology and the training, well, I agree with that. If you're smoking cigarettes and drinking a beer between games, sure, you're going to – there's more longevity and recovery. Right. Uh, I changed to the screen because people were saying, uh, Kaylee, you were getting covered up by the Super Chats. Um, so I'll, I'll throw another super chat. So that's that's why I'm 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 uh, uh yeah. There's it's a, it's a much longer conversation, but it's right. it's, yeah. it's 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 so fractional mm-hmm. that it's it's not. And for everything that they've gotten better athletically, they've moved back fundamentally. Like the footwork is nowhere near what it used to be. So it it it's it's balanced. Uh, Shell just wanted to say what's up, so I wanted to Shell. Okay, hey, we'll move through these real quick because we, we have a lot of super chats and we'll probably have about 10 more minutes on the show. So, Squid, <laughs> uh, another one, appreciate you. Do you believe expansion will have? Oh, we already. Yeah, we, we covered, that, already. Already. We covered, that, we covered yeah, that one. Yeah, we covered that one already. Yep. Uh, the Juice Alert, 
Unfortunately, I think Katie misses out on all-time scoring title injuries in 2014, 19, 20, and 21 will cause yeah. him to really have to make up for that lost time. I think yeah. he finishes fourth above Kobe in points in what he said uh, in what it said and done. And, and that's exactly when we were talking with Lucas. That's what I'm thinking. If he hadn't had all those injuries, the what-ifs. I, I Obviously, that scoring debate between LeBron and Katie has always been up there. Um, but I just don't think he's going to be able to catch up to him, personally. Uh, Aramis Jones again, thank you so much for your super chat. Do y'all believe Pascal will remain in Toronto or do y'all think he'll be somewhere else? If so, where? Louis, what are you thinking? Pascal's not going anywhere. Their goal is to bring another star slash superstar alongside Mm -hmm. him. They will move, I believe, anyone except for Pascal, OG. Scotty Barnes is now a question mark where it was a no chance. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes is now a question mark, but Gary Trent's on the table. Van Vliet is on the table. Um, I, anybody else I think is on the table now for the right deal. I think they'll listen for the right deal. They'll move anybody. Um, but I think their goal is to bring in, they're going to look to bring either in another star next to Siakam or a superstar next to OG. So if Siak, if you can make a Siakam trade for Luca, it's not happening for Luca. Okay, sure, they're gonna do it. So it's either a superstar next to OG or a star next to Pascal, I think is their goal. And on top of that, Siakam has proven like I could get us to the playoffs. So to move off of Siakam, you're essentially saying that Scotty Bonds and OG are gonna get us to the playoffs, and we don't know if they can do that. And I'm not really sure that I'm I'm, I'm willing to risk that. And if I'm moving off of Siakam, what am I getting back for Siakam? Because normally, Tone, you know this as well as I do, when you trade star players, you're probably not going to get back what you gave up. You almost never get back. You're not going to get back what you gave up. Not in the short term. Like, you know, if you look at all the draft picks and blah, blah, blah down the road, yeah, maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, what's, what's up, Mr. Uh, sorry, what's Jason up? Santana, thank Santana. you for little super chat. Appreciate yeah, you. Brother. Drink more water. The go. I think Embiid will be this generation's KD. Second in MVP voting. Viewed as the second best player at his position. Can't really lead a team, but fans will always talk about how skilled they are. Thoughts? Well, first of all, KD, did he did win the league MVP, so we can dead that logic even though he was the second best small forward, no doubt about that, but he did win the league MVP. And we can't discount, even though he did get on a team that was already formulated and they were a bomb squad, KD wasn't riding anybody's coattail. KD did do his job. KD got on that crew and he did perform in the finals. No doubt about it. We, we can't discount that. It wasn't like he got on the crew and he was like 16 a game. No, he, he, was, winning fi- he, was, he was winning finals MVP. He was doing that. He 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 sh- he wins Finals MVP. Why? When you look at the statistics, mm-hmm. Curry's are better overall. Curry's the leader of that team overall. He was brought in to win. I think he wins Finals MVP because, well, because the Warriors lost the year before, and so they said, well, Curry couldn't do it by himself, and no, oh, let's give it to KD. KD joined a team that not only like don't just say he joined a bomb squad. He joined a seventy-three and nine team that went to back-to-back finals and won one of them. Yeah. He did not own. He, he did not join a, like he yeah. like if Embiid. But to the question, yeah, I, th- I think I think this Embiid is this generation's KD. He's the second best player at his position. He he might get an MVP, but he finished second twice. Mm-hmm. And if he goes to um, and just to D the original, I, I I don't mean to give you any 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 shout outs, but just because you're you're driving me insane with all your comments. I'm not a fluent. I'm not. I'm not a Katie hater. I'm a Katie realist, and y'all on his jockstrap don't like it because I'm a realist. He joined. A, he did the 
bitchiest move you could do by joining the Warriors. Period. End of discussion. If you don't believe that, you're full of crap. He did. He did. And he'd have zero titles today if he didn't join the Warriors. Period. End of discussion. And if he has zero titles, we're having a different conversation about him. Period. Way different. We're talking about KD. Way different. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, I get that comparison. I kind of like it. Um, okay. Yeah, Juice alert again. Yeah, yeah. Um, OG, have you ever or have never heard your take on this? Who will finish as the all-time better player, Curry or KD? My mother's I already, I already got, I already got Curry as a better player than him, and I had Curry as a better player than him years ago. And the reason why is because you needed me more than I needed you. Not only did you need me more than I needed you, we were the gatekeepers. So before you get to James. Before you get to James, you had to get past us, and you couldn't do that. As good as as good as you were as a basketball player, you guys know how I feel about basket, better basketball player and production because I've seen better basketball players get outplayed. Steph Curry may be smaller, and KD may be bigger, and he might be able to do a little bit more as a basketball player, but what Steph Curry produced without KD means more to me than what KD did with him. Yeah. And real quick, like Katie is no bum. Like I have a lot of love no. for Katie. And I I mean, as a Warrior fan, I owe him a lot. So like he's no bum. And I hate the fact that he's been in these situations where he can't get those wins, where he can't get mm-hmm. the su- success not, that he definitely does deserve because he's he not does a bu- he's it. not a bu- he's not a bum. He's a great he's a phenomenal. He's he a might great, be the best great, player great. in the world when healthy. It, he's he is real. no, he might be the best offensive player in the world when he's healthy. No, don't give him undue credit. He doesn't play defense. I'm sorry. I think last year he started off as the best player in the world, even over Giannis, in my Offensively. opinion. Even over Offensively. Who's the best player in like total like totally, do you think? Like, Giannis. I think it's because he does it on both ends of the court. I think it's a have you seen him play defense? Giannis does not look any good. And not before his knee injury. He's taking a short, you're taking like this, you know, five weeks. No, you got to look at it longer scale. Or I'm just saying. Giannis or, the same amount of points in a different way, and mm-hmm. he plays elite level defense. KD, right. no one yeah. has ever accused KD of playing elite level. <laughs> defense. That is true. That is true. That's true. Okay, uh, Xavier NYC, thanks for your super chat. I know my next don't get much spotlight, but you. Oh, can you guys give an honest answer on if Julius Randle is an all star? He's 24, 10, and six. Appreciate it. Absolutely, we will. Uh, yeah. Jay, how are you feeling about I, Julius? I, I, I do. Well, first of all, the Knicks have an identity. Jalen Brunson is yeah. their guy, right? Jalen Brunson is their guy, Crazy. and Ooh. he's their he's their primary ball handler. Was he averaging but the, like forty four in the last? Some, well, he's been insane. From what I what I what I've seen from Julius Randle over the last month, I think he's like 32, 13, and I think he's like thirty two. Last seven or eight games, like 32, 13, and five. So he's been awesome, no doubt about that. And when I look at the forwards in the East. I would not be surprised if Julius Randle made the All-Star team. I have no problem with him making the All-Star yeah. team. No doubt. Same, same. He, he's, he's not, but he's des- he is deserving, um, and it's too bad. The, the, I, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. So yeah. Facts. Absolutely. I'm glad that they're in the five seed, and I hope they continue to play well. Fact. Uh, Web Slinger, who would be more dangerous? a more dangerous player, Steph Curry with Gary Payton's defense, or this Giannis with... This is, this is simple for me. <laughs> this ain't even a question for me. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you. This this is not even a question. If you give Giannis <laughs> Dirk's mid-range, mid-post, and long ball game, they have to change the rules because yeah. he would be imp- He's already impossible going downhill. But now what you're going to do is you're going to give him a money mid-range game, a money mid-post game, 
and he's and he's able to stop and pop in transition. No way are we are we going to be able to stop this dude. What's going to have to happen, Tone, is okay, Giannis. You can only shoot threes in the first half. That's it. You can't shoot threes after the first half. Uh, your mid your mid post. You can only shoot five of them in a game. So you got to figure out when you're going to do it because you can't shoot them all game. We got to change the rules for him if he was doing that. No way. Giannis, Giannis with probably the best mid range in the history of basketball. Um, and and free and free throw shooting? Are you kidding me? He's already like six and free yeah. with all the skills. Like, why are you giving him he, another he's, one? He's a, I love Gary Payton, but Giannis is probably a better all around defender than Payton. So I'm a I'm better on defense. I'm better on offense, and and I'm a freak athlete, and I'm and I'm a foot taller. No question. I love Steph with, I love Steph with Gary Payton's. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Be nice. Wow. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that's just—it's too much to give him. It's too no. much to give Giannis. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, this is why you know when God created him, he kind of went, "Okay, you can't shoot free throws. Like you just can't have everything." They he has to do something. Have to work for it. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Isn't yeah. it crazy? Yeah. He didn't even grow up playing basketball. Like what was he like, 16, 17 when he started playing, and or like fifteen? <sighs> That's but crazy. you know, you know what crazy. though? Sometimes that works Gifted. against you too. Like if you start too young and you get worn out yeah, of it, it's yeah, just, yeah. so sometimes starting late, like a lot of guys, Embiid, Siakam, Giannis, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that started late actually worked out well. Yeah. Lajuan. Lajuan, yeah. Okay, Zane, who's better, Sabonis or Bam? Give me Sabonis right now, currently. Give yeah. Me, at least I'm, and I'm a I'm a big Bam fan. And me Bam too. has gotten he's gotten much better. Offensively, and he's gotten more aggressive. But Sabonis, I mean, he's a twenty right defender. now. Right now, I yeah, right or now. I think so. Currently, okay. I mean, lead to, I, I when I when I think about what Sabonis is doing, I'm having a difficult time with him and Bam. I'm having a really difficult time with that. But Bam, like I said, he's gotten better offensively, and I, and I, and I'm really feeling what he's doing. Really feeling what he's doing. But the but of the two of those guys. I'm taking. I'm. I'm not taking Sabonis. I'm taking Bam. I'm saying it. You're taking I mean, Bam. I'm taking Bam. If it's like all time, I would take Bam. But if it's like right now at this I'm moment, Sabonis has been yeah, I'm unquestionably Bam. better. Um. Okay. Darm. So for appreciate you. Uh. Would you say uh, Ticket wants older players to have credit so much because he has a bias there? For example, his Pete uh, Maravich take on the passer debate. I don't well, that ain't that that, that ain't that didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about. So the, so <laughs> you could disregard the Pete the pistol Pete Maravich uh reference that he brought up because we were talking about the best well, passes I, of all. I'm not familiar with it. Well, what is well, it? We, well, the conversation that we had, we were talking about the best passes of all time, and he brought up. Pistol Pete, and we were talking about how production mattered, and Pistol Pete isn't in that conversation. No. Mm-mm. Would you say Ticket wants older players to have credit so much so he has a bias there? For example, his Pete Maravich take on passer debate. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we weren't there, so I will take yeah, your word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Santana again just started binge watching all the podcasts, and the JT disrespect from the other guys except Chill has been insane. He's accomplished more than Embiid. This dude over here. JT has accomplished more than Embiid because he went to a one. Because he went to one final? No, he hasn't. He lost with the group. Have you seen been, who, ha- who J.T. Joel has In three conference finals. Joel Joel Embiid. Embiid. Joel Embiid. Talk, to this, talk to this chick and this dude right here. Don't talk to me. Talk to this chick right here and talk Joel to Embiid, love or hate Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has had more individual success mm-hmm. 
then yeah, you better run than Jason Tatum throughout his career. Now, yes. can Jason Tatum surpass him? Absolutely, he's he's oh he can. God. But today, Joel for their careers to date, Joel Embiid is by far the better individual player. And and hey, we're we're gonna you're gonna compare all the only thing you compare, and that's what I see in the chat is team record what the team did what the team was has accomplished well that has somewhat to the Celtics are than, individual player yeah. the Celtics are a better run organization they have a yeah, better yeah. uh they have a better roster they have better coaching they have, there's so many things so yes as yeah. an individual player Embiid has been better to date now, again does that mean it can't change no, no. it absolutely can and- change and David, you say Embiid has hardened. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Like, have, what what is that What's supposed Jaylen, to mean? What about Jalen Brown? I'm sorry, Jalen yeah. Brown, Rob Williams, Marcus Smart, the best defensive team. Like, I will give the Celtics this. They've they've worked through the coach coaching issue, which is pretty much the only issue they've really had. But like, they're a young core. They've been together for a while. Like, the Celtics will win a ring and they'll win a chip. It'll come. But like, don't tell me that Joel Embiid is not as good as Jason Tatum. I'm not okay with that take personally but i respect you all right aramis <laughs> jones thank you again you are on the roll we appreciate you um an appreciation post from mikhail bridges he's played 352 straight games with most players today can't play 68 game games a season facts uh just wanted to pay my respects and shout him out for what he's done in his career and so bonus play for playing through injury facts on facts we was talking about the you love mikhail you love bridges right i i think that he's in the conversation for defensive player of the year I think he's in, yeah. in in a legit contender for defensive player of the year, no doubt about. It. He remind every time I watch him, he looks like he gives me Eddie Jones vibes. That's when I when I that's what that's what he reminds me of. Love his game. I do too. Mm-hmm. All right, so I need you to indulge me for a moment. Um, are we? I will ask the question. Are we gonna in? Because chill. I know we got some time constraints. Um, we'll take I a need- couple calls. We'll take a couple of calls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the the link to the chat to the sorry I'm going to put the link in the chat. Mm-hmm. And while we wait for people to jump on, I, I I do need to take a moment to share. Um, and and I want you guys to do this. It's something new. I want to start doing more. So chill if you get some. Haley, I know that you're you're not there, but when you come back on, if you get, I want to start shouting out people who are doing good in the world, good in the community, especially when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting this week. Um, I had the opportunity to, to go down, as you know, on Tuesday to a Raptors game. I went with a, a guy by the name of Jagger Hill. Mm. Ja- sorry. I always call him Jagger Hill. I mean, let me start that over. I had the opportunity to go down uh, to the game with Jagger long his name is jagger long he is the founder of karma tickets and the goal was we're going to go down we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about all the things he does in the community so for example that night that i went with him mm-hmm. he was hosting 21 single parents who had no. never had the money or opportunity to bring their children to a raptors game and no. he brought 21 of them to the game parents and children to the game um hadn't and because of his who other people he knows got right down front row got to watch all the players warm up right on the court it was it was a phenomenal experience i put together a little one minute video just kind of showing uh what happened this dude if listen if you need tickets to 
the Raptors, the the Blue Jays, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Super Bowl. He -hmm. runs contests and gives away tickets all the time. He has tickets like the ones he gave that are worth thousands of dollars. He's like for hundreds, a couple hundred bucks to sit on the court, like all just for people who've been less fortunate. He's just, and I was like, this guy can't be for real, right? I was like, Jagger man, what, what is it? He goes, no, that's just who I am. I'm just sure. that way. And so the downside is he was hosting 21 people and I didn't get to have that talk with him. So we're going to do it another day where I'm going to sit down and actually, who are you? What is karma sports? Mm-hmm. But it is, it's karma. He's he's basically saying it's karma. I want to give back and, and set up so good long, karma. Long. Shout out to Jaguar. So shout out to Jagger Long. Yeah, shout out to Jagger Long. Jagger and Long. Jagger and here's Long. here's the one minute, and then we'll get into our calls. Can you guys hear that or no? That's him. Oh, these are single parents. Here's all the people he brought in. Hey, we don't have sound, no problem. But here was the, here was the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very fortunate that. Uh, you know, I, I, I sat down, I interviewed all the parents uh, that he that he brought down, all the kids. You can see the kids are, t- he's like, I'm texting my friend. I got to tell him I'm at the game. It was a great game, by the way. Uh, the Raptors beat, beat, uh, beat the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Very excited. First time, everybody that you're seeing was, was basically said, it's our first time. We've never been to a game before. We never had the opportunity because I don't know if you know this. Raptors tickets are crazy okay. expensive. Mm-hmm. And this is all of us in there right before the game sitting down. Uh, uh, first time, first time they, they won a contest. Actually, they were there for free. It was one of their birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, those two kids that you saw there, uh, I asked them who they think they're going to win. Clean sweep, shockingly. Uh, everybody picked the Raptors to win. Um, OG with the jam there. It was It was such a phenomenal night. Um, and so shout out to Karma Sports and Jagger Long. We're definitely going to have our, there he is right there. We're going to definitely have a one-on-one with Jagger, but uh, I wanted to take the opportunity on behalf of all the parents that you help, all the people that you help uh, to thank you for everything that you do. Shout out to Jagger Long. No doubt, brother. All right. So we got some people ready to, I'm ready to jump on. So I will. Mm-hmm. Start that um, right now. Please turn on. I see you, but I need your cameras on, please. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with Obaji. <laughs> um, let me just do 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 do. Set it up. Here we go. All right. Oh, oh. and he's out. All right. Uh, true hero. Here we go. Yo, Fluent, Chill, Haley, what's up? What's up, what's up? Just, just a couple of things I got to say real quick. First thing, um, I'm going to jump into the next because this is going to take 10 seconds. This next thing with Katie get injured could be way worse than people thinking. Chill, I don't know if y'all remember last year when Katie got injured and uh, Harden was in and out the lineup, the next was an 11-game losing streak with mm-hmm. Kyrie Nana went from first to eighth, which yeah. is getting to my point right now. 10 straight losses. Uh, oh, it was 10? I thought it was 11. 10 straight losses. And I think that can happen again. But yeah, see, I want to say I, the fact that the Suns went from one to eighth, chill. That should tell you a lot. I was telling you from earlier, Devin Booker was MVP, and you were saying how, um, how because I Tatum, I think he's more valuable to his Let, team. Let's than, just take let's just take off the table the fact that he's their leading scorer. So any team's leading scorer, if you take twenty six a game out of the lineup, it's going to affect that unit. That's just how that goes. 
on top of all right. the other injuries they're right. suffering through right now. If you, you know? take 26 a game out of the lineup for a month, that's what that's going to look like. But, yo, um, Chris Paul, mama Chris Paul was out, like, I think a month in the beginning of the season and was still holding down number one. That's your leading point guard. And D-Book and was actually doing good. I think he was like seven assists in that stretch. I just, honestly, I just think – Hey, man, listen. You, you, you're entitled to that. Devin Booker is not the league MVP. He's not. No, no. I just, I just think he's more valuable to his team than Tatum. No, I don't believe that. No, I don't. If you take, so Jason, Tatum, if you take Jason Tatum out of that lineup, considering what he does both offensively and defensively. The number one right now. How far you, you think they go to eighth? So, Ball, hold on. Actually, hold on. I, 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 might, I might be with True on this one. Do you think Jason Tatum is more valuable than Booker? Do you think Tatum's more valuable to the Celtics than Booker is to the Suns? I, did, I, think, I, I think he's right I, in I, that fact. Yeah, I think Booker but, is more valuable. I think Tatum's a better player, but I think Booker's more valuable. Yeah, to the Tatum's Suns. a better player. Don't, don't get that. Booker <laughs> is, that's Booker. due to the team they each have, though, and that yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. qualify for Book to be MVP, in my opinion. But I do think that Book is definitely more invaluable. I think he's more valuable. Because they don't have it's oh, that's like, so, so, so if we're doing that, then, again, Tatum is Luca is more valuable because he's not on he's on an inferior team as well. So if, if, yeah. if that's what we're doing, all right, whatever. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying books and the MVP, but um, cool, man. All right, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, appreciate have a good you. One. Next up, we got that. what's that? I was just thinking. I'll have to think about that. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I, I'm uh, Uber Police. Eats. Are we letting in? Oh, actually, Bubba yeah. G's back, so he was supposed to be on. So let's let's start with Bubba G. What up? What up? What up? What up? Um, should the Bucks move from Chris Middleton? Because like I feel like he's a liability, like right now. Like, I'm being honest. I've heard the other panels talking about how Chris Middleton is mid. I'm not on that train. I think it's. Uh, I don't think good. he's. I don't think he's mid, but well, that's inconsistent in the playoffs and like injuries. Are, are derailing. Like I've seen you know, I, 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 I say this in this day and defense. age. Yeah, in this day and age, listen, loyalty's dead between teams and players, players and teams. So if there's a package that makes your team a contender that involves you getting rid of Chris Middleton, and again, who's going to take him at this point because of the injuries and, and that sort of thing? That's the question. I, yeah, if you can get something on, back from him, go. I've heard the Who'd Bulls you say on. the Bulls? I've heard. And for who would what, you for get? Zach Levine? That's what they said. No like, That's not a trade they do. I'd do the it. The Bulls would never do that trade. I don't, think, do that I don't think they would do it, though. For exactly well, what unless, you said. Un- unless, unless there is really those issues inside the locker room. So they're, they're, if that's the case and they just want to move him, then maybe. Then maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Thank you. I'd say give it some All time. Right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Squid. You there? How you doing? Hello? Yo, what up? What up, what up? Doing good, what? doing good. What do you got what do you for got, us? What do you got for us? Oh, sorry, you guys are really kind of... I was just going to say, thanks for asking my about my expansive questions. I'm just waiting for Seattle to get their eventual team again. Uh, my question for you is, um, who do you think could be a contender in the next few years? Um, for me, I think Cavs for sure. Um, they're going to be one. I think Grizzlies, if they're not a contender, I mean, obviously they're a contender, but I think they're going to be scary in the next couple of years. Those are my two. Oklahoma City. 
And the yeah, reason why that's my thinking is what well. the reason why I think Oklahoma City is because Shea has gotten so good that the timeline has now gotten moved up. So I think that they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna be in the market. They got a bunch of first round picks, and they're gonna start making some moves to get some better plays in here. And I think that that's gonna enhance what they're already doing in Oklahoma City. I think you're gonna see a resurgence in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking, we're talking long term, right? You're talking like three to five years. Right? Year, in the next couple of years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it says me three to yeah, five I years. Think, I think mm-hmm. I think Detroit, and I think the one that's going to surprisingly not be good is going to be Orlando. I, I think mm. Orlando just has a, a history of someone they'll get good and then their their players will leave badly. Yeah, Montreal will be off yeah. out of there in a couple right. of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll just come down, down to Miami, which is crazy too, Paul, because Orlando <laughs> has not been. I mean, in in the past, Orlando has been a good spot to be in, but the yeah. problem is that the way that they build those units, yeah, and the way that they treat those guys, those guys just are gone. Yeah, but I think that they own something down there in Orlando. I do. I hope uh, so. It'd be cool to see something happen there. I, I would love for I, I listen any Florida team. You got no state tax. The weather's nice. Like yeah, I have no idea what why I'm you saying. Like I tell uh, Jay, all the, I tell Jay all the time, dude. Like we need to find me a place. I need to move. <laughs> I need to move. <laughs> We're talking about it too, Florida. Here it comes. Yeah, part- uh, but appreciate you, Squid. Thanks for your question. Have a good Thanks. night. Uh, we got two. Well, you know what? We got a couple people waiting. But let me just quickly. We got two super chats. Um, why doesn't anyone talk about Pistol Pete? Because all Pistol Pete was about was the show. Pistol Pete wasn't about winning. That's why. Isn't that like a ton of NBA players that we talk about? Yes. No, because no? The, 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 because the guys that we talk about, they're not just about the show. They are productive, and they go number one. They go far in the playoffs. The the majority of the guys that we talk about, and two, they're not just about the show. Pistol Pete was just about the show. Pistol Pete didn't care about winning. Hmm. Okay. I'm 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 gonna hold back on responding till I go look at some. All right, uh, JT didn't have a better team till last season. That's for you, Haley. I'm, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I mean, you can believe. Obviously, Jason, it sounds like your mind isn't going to be changed, and honestly, mine isn't really going to be. And if you talked to me at the beginning of the season, I said that I was going to try to, you know, come off kind of my feelings on JT. I still respect him. He's still one of the best players in the league, no doubt, doubt about that. But I mean, I'm just we're seeing too much on, inconsistency. We're getting you, we get you on, yeah. H. I'm telling. It's going to yeah. take a minute. It will, we, but we, we, but I got we, 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 we got a massage. We, 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 yeah, yeah, it'll we, come. We're it'll on. come. We're yeah, but on, H. You know, I I I just want you to know I'm hungry, and we're bringing on Uber Eats, so I don't know. Let's go. You better have brought food for everybody. I know that. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just wanted to ask. Um, I don't know if you guys follow MOB, but you know how they have the Hall of Fame voting going on. I had this debate with my friend about the basketball Hall of Fame versus baseball. And I feel like basketball is too inclusive. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because in baseball, you could have like a two-time MVP and not make the Hall. But let's say a guy like Kevin Love, in my personal opinion, I don't think he should be in the Hall. I think there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that are good, but I think they should be like Hall of Very Good. Meanwhile, like (laughs) baseball is more exclusive. So how do you guys feel if... Like, do you think the Hall of Fame system is good right now? You think it should be more exclusive, like baseball, or how do you guys feel? I have no respect for the Baseball Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. The best players who ever played ain't in it. Barry Bonds ain't in it. I have a Roger, problem with that. Roger, Roger, Roger Clemens ain't in it. Gets in. Pete Rose ain't in it. So I have no, I have no respect for the Baseball Hall of Fame. The best players that ever played the game aren't in it. I can't imagine the all-time leading rebound in NBA history, or the all-time leading, all-time shot block leader in 
basketball history not being in the Hall of Fame. I have no respect for the Baseball Hall of Fame. I, I have no respect for any Hall of Fame um, because I think every single Hall of Fame is a bunch of old white dudes who never played voting on a bunch of great athletes based on their opinion, based on if they gave them interviews, based on you know the, their mood of that day. Um, so I'm, I'm out with that right off the bat. Two, basketball is the Basketball Hall of Fame. So it's like ever since you played, you know, your first game for U10, right? Every you know, college. It's so it's not the it's not the professional basketball hall of fame. And I believe Cooperstown, I believe baseball is the major league. It's the baseball hall of fame, right? I believe. Um, and so that 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 screws it up for me. So yeah, I think there's too many people that are in in some, and I think there's people that aren't in in others. So I think it's it's all just a scam. Um I'll still go and visit, uh, but I don't. I don't like. Why is Kevin, Why is Kevin Love not a Hall of Famer? What's the problem with Kevin Love being a Hall I of Famer? I feel like so. Kevin compare, Love is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't first think so ballot Hall of Famer as a matter like, of fact. Like two, he two, will be. He shouldn't be. To, why not? To, to compare it to like baseball, like you kind of need just to get a, a sniff. You need some MVPs, and in my opinion, I feel like Kevin Love was only a top ten guy for one year, and I don't think that's enough for the Hall of Fame. So, if if I, so, if so I, basically, the pro basketball Hall of Fame is what we talking about, not the basketball Hall of Fame, just the pro basketball. Yeah, because he, because okay. he, he was all, was he not a one and done, or maybe he did two years at UCLA. So like one year at UCLA, they went yeah. to the final four too, and he was, and he was first team All American. Of course. So my thing is like he wasn't, he was a top ten NBA player back in 2014. Before that, not really too much. He was good. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying Kevin Love's not good. Yeah, I, or not, I no, no. I, listen, I'm, I'm with you. Can I throw this out to you? Can I throw this out to you? Seventeen and ten, and two. Five All-Stars, was the rebounding champ once, one-time NBA champ, third best player on that team, two-time All-NBA. That's Olympic it. Gold, Olympic gold medalist. 2012, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Olympic gold medalist. But to me... Is, like- that, is that enough? That's a good, good player. But is that enough to be like an all-time, you can't write the history of the sport without him player? No. That's but that's not. not what the Hall of Fame is at this that's point. That's what it should be. That's what it should be. That's what it should be. Right? Like, yes. this guy is a very, very good player that's who got his statistics right on there. a very, very bad team. So if that's what we're doing, then what we got to do is we got to completely eliminate a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. The whole, just so you know, I think no, the Hall I've already is- said. No, no, I've already said. I'm calling you know, me and Adam Silver. We're going to work together, and we're going to create a professional – no, an NBA Hall of Fame. And it sounds like only, and, and according to your standards, so only thirty guys in the history of the game yeah. getting in it. That's it. Maybe if, if they're lucky, only thirty guys are getting in it. That's it. If they're yeah. lucky, we're gonna have a lot of great exhibits. We're gonna have okay. a lot of cool stuff, but the, the, it will be very exclusive. Yes, the NBA, the NBA has been around for seventy-five years. These are the ten you know guys. I might open it up. So I might open it up. I might open. I might make the professional bat. So only if you got paid to play. Maybe. Maybe I might open it up. That's a bit, all right, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I was about to talk to you. Um, drink more water. All right, we'll probably end with this one. Unless, do we have any more people waiting? Or are we good? We do have V. V okay, has we'll been waiting a long v, time, so then, we'll do this. We'll do V, and then we'll, we'll, we'll end. Yeah. All right, all right. If Although it's we sh- I, I shouldn't say for those that watch True Blood, never say we should do V because that was like a, the drug back then. But okay, go ahead. Let's do some V. <laughs> Okay. Um, no one watched the- that show. Nobody watched that show. No, no, I've seen it. You if watched it's that basketball- show? Yeah. yeah. 
If it's a basketball hall of fame, should dominant play college players and Euro league players make it in, even if they don't have great NBA careers? No, they do, but they do. That's yeah. my point. Cause it is. Know, basketball hall of fame. You can play. No, it's true. You could play zero games in the NBA and be in the, in the basketball, basketball hall of fame. Of right. Uh, what's his name down from, from Argentina or Spain? What was that guy Schmidt? Oscar Schmidt. Oscar Schmidt is in the he's, he's deservingly in yeah. the Basketball Hall of Fame. Never played a game in the NBA. So, so yeah, you can be a great college player, great EuroLeague, and never play in the NBA and be in the Hall of Fame. And that's the way it's set up. So it's it's okay. I'm just saying I want to have one that's just for professionals. Like, like Tony Kukos oh, yeah. didn't have a great NBA career, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. People forever. Yeah. I, this is the I love this one, the debate, right? Michael Jordan played with three Hall of Famers. I'm like, who? And they're like, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Tony Kukoc. And I'm like, dude, Tony Kukoc is not NBA Hall of Famer. Like, come on. Like, that's just ridiculous. So It's just a really exclusive club. All right, V, you are going to take take the show home. All right. Originally, I was going to ask Fluent why he hating on Kevin Durant when, <laughs> when, when LeBron did the same thing in the Cavaliers. But OKC did have a, a way better squad than LeBron did. So I'll say my question is, is it okay to say that Michael Jordan and LeBron James, I don't feel like they will be able to surpass each other as the GOAT because, yeah, Michael Jordan, he's he's the, the best two-way player. Like, he, he scored and then he could go lock somebody up, but LeBron can score and then go grab the rebound and then set up the offense for his team. He's an all-time leading assist leader and he's all-time scoring. So people say... He, he don't have that killer instinct. LeBron literally does whatever he has to do for his team. So how can they say he's he's not at the same upper echelon? All right. So let me go. Let me do, go through a couple of things. One, yes, Kevin Durant had a much, much, much better team. LeBron had a lot of reasons to leave. They also did it in different ways. So yes, I you you touched on that. In terms, LeBron is not the all-time assist leader, and he will never, never, ever be the. No, I'm not saying the top leader. one, but he's in that. He's in that category. He yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's actually he's the all-time. Right? He's, he's the assist leader for small forwards. Yes, he is. Pascal. Oh, 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 we're going by position now. No, the, the, he is the he is the all-time assist leader for small forwards. He passed Bird and he passed Scottie Pippen. That's a big deal. I can't fight that. It, it, for to, for total, yes, because what what LeBron James has, no doubt is peak longevity. No one can touch his peak longevity. But with peak longevity, if that's what you want to use, which is fine, then you also have to say, okay, he also is going to be the most missed shots in the history of the NBA. He will also have the most turnovers in the history of the NBA. So if you're going to give him the positives... Are you, gonna also, is, are you also going to give them the negatives? Can't just leave that true. out. That, 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 that's only because that's only telling part of the story. You got to tell the whole story. Because if because if we're going to go now and look at it by position, so LeBron James in points per, per game, and I see this is where we talk different things. LeBron James, everyone wants to talk totals. Mm-hmm. I I basketball is a per game. It, in terms of small forwards, he is third in points per game. Among small forwards, he is first in assist. He is twelfth in rebounds. He is ninth in steals, seventeenth in blocks, seventeenth in field goal percentage, and a hundred and seventh in free throw shooting percentage. If I compare him to the other guy, who's a pretty good small forward, Larry Bird, he's seventh in points, second in assists, fourth in rebounds, 
fifth in steals. So he's pretty much top 10, whereas LeBron isn't in almost every category, in every category, excuse me. So why aren't we saying he's better? Because we don't do it by position. So we can't say he's first in assist by small forwards because that doesn't mean anything. So the thing with that. He's just like listing is kind of some of his accolades. Okay. But like I said, I can, for every positive, there's a negative. Um, well, the same thing for Marco Jordan, though, because you could say that if there's no Scottie Pimpin, there's no six rings. No, you can't say that. You can't Why say not? that. Because so if Scottie Pippen doesn't exist, is there not another player? Does what? no one else go there? What, what you know, if you're though? gonna do such a what a big if if Pippen isn't there, okay. So then what if he gets drafted by the, the Rockets for that trade that they had said for um and he ends up playing with Drexler and Elajuan? Well, now they win more rings. Hmm. What if it's Dominique Wilkins? What if they bring in Sean Kemp? What if they pair him with Charles Barkley? There's a million scenarios. So to say if there was no Scottie Pippen, to assume that no one could go in there and, and do similar roles or the team couldn't go around it, can't do it. You can't. That, so what if LeBron never left to Miami and he stayed in Cleveland? Well, then he never wins a ring. So not that means he's got zero wins. Not the way that team was constructed. That right? He never. Great. So if there's no Pippen, okay. So if no. he, if Bron never leaves, watch. never wins rings. So he sucks. No, that's it's that's you can't make that argument because you're you're trying to prove a point by creating a fantasy deal in reality. What actually happened and what actually happened is these two guys are so damn close, and I've said this a million times that the fact that one guy's having to take twenty years and it's still a debate probably tells you the other guys this is why i have him a hair above is because he this guy's been playing for 20 years and he's it's still a debate it's still a debate because if you look at statistics if you look at accolades if you look at intangibles if you look at all those things it's close it's really close which is why i say you got bird or sorry you got jordan you got lebron one two two one i don't care it's close it's taking the other guy 20 years to get there that's all all right, we got one more. Or no, we got time uh, for one more. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, what's up to you guys? What do you want to do? One more? I gotta go to bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. Are we good? Yeah, that's good. All right, King D, all right. King D, come on next time, King D. You'll be on first. Yeah, King D, we got you. Um, if you guys weren't here earlier, definitely go back, get those likes up, go watch the early part of our podcast because it was really, really good. We got to have um, Coach. Lou, but Coach Lucas, um, we'll, we'll maybe we can comment his uh, his handles below in in the chat section. It's I'll at it Coach Lou L O U U U. Yeah, maybe I'll drop a comment so you can go follow him. But he was awesome; had some great takes, and we had great conversation with him. Um, so definitely go watch that. And other than that, we have NFL playoffs coming up, the wild card round. So you know, Jay and I are excited about our Niners. Uh, <laughs> What are you gonna do if you lose? <laughs> hey Tone, don't do that. No. Don't worry about it. We're not winning. Don't game? worry about that. Game? Nope. Saturday, Saturday at Saturday at four o'clock. Four o'clock, four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific. Don't worry about it. I gotta ask Jay this. I gotta ask Jay this. I gotta ask Jay this. Haley doesn't know this, so it's gonna be a surprise. It's Jay's birthday on Sunday. Is this is this your birthday present? 49ers win. That's all you want. <laughs> 25. He's turning 25 on Sunday. Let's go. Happy birthday. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Are you going to go to the game? No, I'll be here. 
I'll, I'll oh, be you'll on. be there. No, he's in Florida. He's in Florida. I would go if somebody paid for it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be home. No, oh, yeah, I would someone, go if yeah, I had time and like you it. know, yeah. yeah, somebody gave it. Maybe I could get tickets. Yeah, maybe I could see. That's a little. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. But maybe if the Niners go to the Super Bowl, maybe I could work some magic. I'll have to see what I can do. Um, I I will be at the Super Bowl. I my brother <laughs> went to the national title game. He said it was horrible to watch. It was such a blow. He goes, it was terrible. I love that. To be honest with you, I love. Oh, you, I, I I love domination. I'm a huge oh, okay. fan of that. Oh, so I'm, I'm, a, that. I'm a I'm a huge fan of that. I just don't you're, like the logic. You're eating chicken wings on the sideline. I, I well, I just, I just don't like the logic of well, TCU didn't belong there. Well, if we're doing that tone, then that's what we got to also do. No, with the, we also got to do that with the Denver Broncos. So nobody from the AFC West should ever be in a bowl game. Bowl game again yeah. after what Seattle did to them. That's it for the AFC. That's it for the AFC West. Nobody else. That's why I don't really bother co- too much with college football because the system yeah, is so corny. It it's so like, corny. what's the point to get all that way to like get hyped, type type just for like yeah. nothing? It just it's be a, let it's, down. It's it's like, I love the- I love to watch team because it, it, it's a testament to the work that the guys put in. When yeah. I see teams get dominated, I dig that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jordan. so we're gonna do. Li- I'll do. I'll do a live from the Super Bowl. Oh no, it's a Sunday, so I won't do a live. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll do, you a can live. do a live on I'll your. Do a live. Yeah. I'll join. Oh, speaking of that, um, Mondays, nine p.m. We back in the live on TikTok Six, again. Time, huh? yeah, Are you able to join us? We, yeah, I'll come. You'll come I'm, too. I'm, right. I'm getting a new. I'm starting my new job on Monday, so yeah, we'll I'll be home. Yeah. All right. Oh, we're just having a casual conversation here, okay. so maybe we should say good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Um, see you next week. Take it light, but take it. <laughs> Fever boys. <laughs> I love that it's in the comments. He always says it. Take it light.